Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to JM in the AM. Happy 40th, everybody. Happy 40th. We are celebrating the 40th anniversary of JM in the AM. And it, honestly, it's it's just it's so amazing and so hard to believe. Think back to Arab Russia Shana 1983, the first time I said any words on the WFMU's airwaves. A day after, I don't even know if I was officially hired. <laughs> a day after, it was strongly suggested <laughs> that I go to the radio station and meet with Dave Kufeld, who trained me. I don't know how many weeks it took for me to actually meet the general manager of WFMU. That, that was an arrangement that just never happened. It, 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 the whole story is so insane and crazy, but of course, all orchestrated by the one above. And 40 years later, and i got to say this now because I don't want to forget, at any point during the show, 40 years later, uh, as I was ready to do uh, what I did for the 39th and the 38th and the 37th and the 36th, which was to just acknowledge on Erev Rosh Hashanah that we were celebrating a major anniversary. 40 years later, Mark Zomik calls me two weeks ago, and he says, we cannot, I'm not allowing this day to go by as just another day, as just another uh, um, show where you're marking, what do you want, Mark, where? Where <laughs> okay. you want? I'm not going to let it uh, go by as a regular mention of an anniversary during a radio show. Uh, we have to mark it in some way, and this was all Mark Zomik uh, with some help by uh, Ley Katz, who is such a um, uh, a leader here in Teaneck, New Jersey, and of course Yaakov here at Poppies. And I brought in a uh, tremendous support team that includes the uh, legendary Dougie who uh, seems to be at every seems to be an important cog in every uh, celebration machine that goes on here at JM in the AM. And uh, Mark, I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for uh, insisting that we do this. It's going to probably be three plus hours of reminiscence and inside jokes and a whole whole bunch of trying to figure out which were the best shows in the last 40 years. Uh, but all I could say is thank you. As I sit here at uh, 6.07 in the morning, across from the table with you with ZK manning the board and I think the first thing that pops in my mind is the more things change the more they <laughs> remain the same it is pretty amazing it really <laughs> is just to, you know look back actually you know I commented to my dad yesterday um I think he'll probably make an appearance at some point Ooh, later that'll be nice um you know when you look back 40 years forget about what our lives were 40 years ago but as we this week we celebrate um, on both the secular and the, the, the Jewish calendar the 100th anniversary of Dafyomi. They think when you started doing this show, Dafyomi was only 60 years old. <laughs> that's your point like, of reference. Like, you know, oh my gosh, uh, only uh, 60, okay, 100. That's like, you know, when you look back over 40 years, forget all of our lives and the wives and the children and the grandchildren, none of which, you know, were even a glimmer in any of our eyes 40 years ago. Um, it's just, you know, things change and, you know. And some ways they stay the same. Yeah. But I, I have to, yeah, I made this comment to someone yesterday. And you're, I mean, it was funny when I shook your head this morning, I turned to Dougie and I said, this is the most emotional that this is going to get this morning between me and Mark. But the reality is, and I'm so glad Rochelle's here to see this and hear this. And Rochelle, good morning to you. Because she's been, you know, as, as supportive as a JMN wife could possibly be, to say the least. But... 
but um, I, I made a comment to someone yesterday with all the people, and there are plenty of people who are going to appear on today's show, plenty, some of whom are already in this room, th- with all the people that really can, can take a good amount of credit for what has gone on over the last 40 years. And there are a lot of them, and it's all legit. A good amount of credit. And I'm, I'm pointing at ZK because he's among them. You know? So uh, ZK, our chief engineer, is in fact behind the board this morning. Everybody took care of everything for us. But with all the people, the, the truest partner that I have had for 40 years. In a Somebody com- asked me. It's probably closer to 38 and a half, 39, I think. Are we getting technical now? I think we're getting technical. But if, if there's if truly a partner. And one other thing, there are only a few that could say they've been a partner. And this is why, I mean, we'll speak to Matis later on. Right. It's one of the reasons I was really hoping he'd be able to make it this morning. But okay. Uh, he'll be checking in with us no later. No guilt. <laughs> no guilt. He'll be checking with us later on. But it really, the two of you, on a complete volunteer basis for 40 years, have been the actual, you know, uh, most incredible partners in this whole pursuit. And like I said, there are plenty of people who've been involved and who also have been volunteers and people who could take credit rightfully for everything that's been going on with this network, etc. But, I mean, you, you think about this incredible Team, team that we have had from the very beginning, it's just remarkable. Now, Matis does get credit for 40 because yes, he, he predates before, me. Sure. So he certainly gets credit for being uh, a partner for 40 years. But I, what do I always think about? You know, the other morning between 3 and 4 a.m., I said to myself, someone's going to ask me what the best day was of all these 10,000 right. shows, right? Yeah. And, of course, I'm kicking myself that I'm thinking of too many recent ones and not thinking back. To the oldies, but what do I think of? I don't know if I would use the term best or memorable. I think right. memorable might be an easier thing to. But do. what do I think of when I think of me and you? What do I think when I think of you? And all and the times that I quit during the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> all the times when you you would quit, storm out, and I would say to myself, "All right, I'll be back. Exactly. I'll make sure to get it back." But anyway, the the thing I think of the most is you and I sitting and schmoozing about radio forty. Years ago. In the cafeteria at YU. Cafeteria at YU, late night in the bunk in still Ken Ira Fistel was still this, better than Larry King. This, I don't care this what you're saying. Fight, this argument that we had for 40 years about Ira Fistel versus Larry King, two completely different styles of radio, and who each one of us preferred. And that's what I think about. And it's, and it's unbelievable that from that, from that interest, from that, you know, what ended up being complete love for, uh, you know, this pursuit, it all started with that. With those conversations and with that friendship, well, people, um, uh, you know, people who are close to the circle, I would say, um, can look at it maybe more objectively. And um, I think Chaim Hagler once said to me during one of the shows that I happened to be in Masora that you were doing, he said, "Never, he doesn't give control of the show to anybody other than like I never saw him." allow somebody else to tell him what to do. <laughs> and uh, and I think that at some level, it's certainly the trust that has built over the years. But I think maybe even more fundamentally, it goes back to the fact that our view of the medium and how we use the medium has has always been very much in sync in what comes, what comes across well. I think that people on the outside really who just fly in and fly out don't understand how much thought there is. And I know you're, you definitely have discussed this you second guess yourself much more than I do. I mean, you can sit at nine o'clock and oh, rip your hair out. Nine a.m. Oh, regret every morning. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, so I don't, I don't live my life that way. But I, I just, um, I, I think that as as you look as, as you look back, it's just a matter of 
learning not only what works, but learning how to articulate what works. And I think that's what I always, I, I can I could now, as somebody 40 years later, who's a fair bit older, um, and look back more, more philosophically over the last 40 years, I think that at the begin, maybe the biggest difference is that at the beginning, we knew what was right, but couldn't articulate it. But now we know what's right. Yeah, we, we can articulate it. Right, we were able to actually institute policies because we 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 organized our thoughts and our intents, and we, you know, we were able to formulate. Okay, this is what we're doing and why. Early on, it was like it just felt right, or it was, you know, correct. It's, yeah. It was a feeling. But I remember at once in the probably conversations I had with Miriam over the years, um, when she was producing a lot of the shows. It's trying to tell a story over the course of three hours. Right. I remember I did. Um, was an interesting hybrid role I had. You did a show from TABC once. Right. And I was, at the time I was on the board of TABC, wasn't yet president, but on the board of TABC. And TABC ceded control of the show to me and you ceded control. It was like really an interesting right. sort of hybrid role. And we had a schedule and we knew what we wanted to do. And somebody, doesn't matter who, somebody was supposed to come at 7.30, but I think it was Rosh Chodesh that day or whatever, came at 8.45. And I didn't put him on the air. And he was very upset. And, I mean, I didn't have this. It was third-party conversations. Mm-hmm. Really, how come I was, look, you're scheduled for 7.30. It's 8.45. I'm not putting on Yeah, but uh, you lead up. We finished the show that morning with, like, the three-star students, right? I'm doing a show trying to tell the story about the school that we love and what the impact it has on our community, what the impact it has over our sons, because both of our, all of our children were in this school at the time. And I'm not going to end with a random faculty member. You have to end with the voice of the students. Sure. That's how the show has to end. And there is a progress. And I, I, I don't think that certainly 40 years ago I couldn't have articulated that. Um, but you look back sometimes over the shows that we've done, that we've spent time talking about that come out completely different than we would have thought. Oh, no question. And, 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 and sometimes... People think, you know, on, so that's the one hand, that how do you plan, how do you tell the story? I do think that more often than not, we, or I'm going to say always, but more often than not in this case, no matter what you plan, you're looking to the one above to just drop it in your lap. Well, he's the ultimate producer, of course. Correct, the ultimate producer. But even like the shows, like I remember, like well, of course, in hindsight, one of the most memorable shows was your father's last appearance during that fundraiser. I don't remember the number. You should go look it up. It was like 50 guests on the show. It was like an un- right, in- inhuman, in- inhuman <laughs> number. And we finished on the dot at 9 o'clock. It was an inhuman number. because it was during the fundraiser. It had to end up on time. Um, but, oh, that was... Look, people came in. I put them on the air. They came in. I put them on the air. It ended... It just worked. It was a show like that. You can't plan to be able to tell that story. Um but so I think that we're just really lucky. The uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and uh, you know, not to praise you too much, but uh, I, this is a, another thing I think is important to point out for those who are looking for uh, friends to help them in different pursuits. And uh, people always ask me, you know, how does you know how does this work? That uh, that you know. So I, I think one of the most important aspects of this entire thing is that that, and this really applies to you and Matis the most. It definitely applies plenty to everybody else who's sure. involved. But the re- one of the reasons I cede control of everything to you as opposed to anybody else right. is I know that the two of you are always operating in my best interest. Right. 
Well, one hundred percent. And I think, and again, not to take away from any other person who's come in in or out of the sphere in the last forty years, but I do think, as we look back over forty years, the two of us just personally never made. I would say never, but really, our parnasa and the and and, and what else, whatever we did outside was not related to the Jewish community really at all. Correct. And so it really was here to be the pursuit in, in your pursuit and the pursuit of the greater good of what the show can do and what the show to accomplish. It was never, you know, we always joke about during the marathon, what was the line? There's only one radio show going on today and it's in there. Right? Whatever's going on in the hallway, we got to stop, right? I, someone calls me this week and says, can I go on the air during right. the... So while I'm on, can I discuss this, uh, you know, this... Right. I said, you have no idea how lucky you are that you called me right. and didn't ask this question to Mark Zomick. Right. Because Mark Zomick would say to you, you know what? For, for, for 39 plus right. years, every day, even during our fundraiser, we're right. there promoting other things. One day, can we just focus on this 40th anniversary? Can we just focus on right. you know celebrating with, uh, with, oh, look who's here. Wow. Uh, 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 although I do think in that regard, in that sp- and again, we look back more philosophically over the year, and I do think, and we'll have a, you know, a ton of hush of guests who come here. I think that sometimes now I can, I can justify. I want to point them out because their names pop into my head. The 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 leader at Aisha Torah, or the, or the or the or the, the the dean of Sinai schools, right. when they come and talk about. By the way, both familiar relations, one right. way or the other. Um, when they talk about their organizations to you on a day like this, it's really in, it's really a reflection of you that they're able to do that. So it's important for them, I think, now to bring in the out. It's not just it's not just about the show and the forty years. That their contribution is that the show is a mirror to you of what we're able to accomplish. Very philosophical. Yeah, very philosophical. I've been very <laughs> philosophical lately. <laughs> You're getting very... This is what happens when you become a grandfather. It's my mid- midlife crisis, which is <laughs> midlife past a long time ago. It's a JM and the AM 40th anniversary celebration, everybody. Here we are at Poppy's in Teaneck, New Jersey. You're certainly invited to stop by, like Yoni Pollock has done. He has stopped by. I hope he didn't show up because I was giving him a hard time <laughs> yesterday by text, not believing that he wouldn't be able to be. If you if you tell me that that's why you're here, I will be very, very upset. Uh, there's no reason for you to ever take me seriously, and you know that. So I hope you were planning on coming anyway, but but let's not, let's not go there. Anyway, Yoni Pollock, our director of social media and somebody who's now snapping pictures and no doubt sharing with the world just how beautiful this setup is with all these beautiful balloons. Dougie, you should grab a microphone and thank all the people that helped make this possible. I know our friends at Pop Insanity made a very special apples and honey popcorn for us to give out to people who visit this morning. So a big thank you to our friends at Pop Insanity, uh, who, uh, who, who, and the bulk of which was donated by them, which I appreciate greatly. Uh, apples and honey, of course, for the holiday. And our uh, Nahum Single Network mugs that celebrated our studio opening. They are here for our 40th anniversary, as, our, the, as are the... Uh, Nahum Single Network pens, which, by the way, continue to get international praise for being the best pens that people have ever used. Imagine that. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of things have gone into making this a decorative and festive atmosphere. Uh, Doug Sokloff. Dougie, good morning to you. Good morning. Am I cl- close enough? Yeah, you'll be close enough in a second, yeah. 
I can hold it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course I'll you can hold it. Oh, because it's on oh. the stand. Uh, there we there go. We go. Do me a favor. Yeah. Oh, and Candy's also at the NSN Nahum Siegel Network 40th anniversary. Those will logo. be a collector's. These right. are a collector's yeah. item. Yeah. You know, just sell them with your Pesach. Uh, no, you just uh, put them right in your pocket with your pens. <laughs> exactly. Who are we thanking this morning? So, uh, first of all, thank you to you for always in, including me. And, oh, uh, of course, to Poppies. Right? Yaakov! Uh, thank you. I think uh, you You know what Yaakov's policy is when it yeah. comes to our celebrations. Do whatever you want. Take over the store. He's the man. He is the man. You're going to join the push-up contest at some point? Push-up contest? I didn't know that was part of this deal. Wait a second. Is this a question of whether I could do one push-up? Is that the contest? Explain to me. Is that how it works? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, you know, you're used to now pulling up here nice and early in the morning. I'm like, wow, I haven't done this, like, in a long time, being here, like, so early in the morning. It's quite lovely. Early. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing how, how, listen to this, you'll appreciate this, isn't it amazing how we are closer to my New Jersey studio than I normally am in my own apartment from my New York studio. Could you imagine that? Yeah, it's just another one of those Malcolm Siegel sh- trivias. Short you know? commute. You can't get a board game going. I should, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like a great Shabbos board game. Yeah, that would be amazing. What would be the most valuable square on the board? You know? Oh my gosh, I, that that needed poppies, some obviously. Well, yeah, but I mean, poppies would be a cube, you know. But like, who would be like the the boardwalk? The, yeah, who like the little the statues. Rabbi Goldwasser. Of there course. you go. He would be the monument, that would be right? Rabbi Goldwasser, Rabbi Yudin. What a Shabbos Malcolm. game! One park place and one broad boardwalk. Uh, no, but the little figures. Right. Rabbi well, Goldwasser would the have figurines. to be a little the figurines. Right. The, the beard would go right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yes. So anyway, I think there is a great energy in the atmosphere that knowing that oh, you're, sure. I mean, in, in TNAC on a regular basis with your studio, I mean, I see it firsthand, like people just love seeing you around and gathering. You it bring is a great, great, it's a very welcoming community. You, you absolutely bring a great buzz um, yeah. to the atmosphere and to the energy and to the vibe. Um, so it's always great having you so locally. And... Um, Couple shout outs. Hey, we did yes. Yakov Poppies to the wonderful balloon ladies, Inflated Creations, who always do an amazing job. How do they always get it right, these Inflated Creations people? I mean, Doug, look at the ceiling, look at the backdrop, look at the entrance to Poppies. Yeah. How do they get it right every single time? And so early in the morning, I ask you. Yeah, because they got the Inflated Creations mobile. That's you know, what that, it is? Yeah. A special vehicle. Exactly. And really? That exactly. just travels around town, yeah. making people happy with Absolutely. balloons. Absolutely. And you talked about the Pop Insanity popcorn, which right. I don't remember how we even got to. I was thinking about that last night. Night. Like I know how we got there. Well, I know how we did, but it was like funny how we got we to. We originally said right. we should bring in a popcorn machine, a popcorn bar. Well, oh right, a popcorn right. bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we bring in a popcorn for Rosh Hashanah, bar. correct? And all this time, and then he and came then I up. Call yeah, Aaron Zutler. Yeah, and he's and like, he says to me, "You realize yeah. that if you do any of that, by the time it gets into someone's car, the popcorn won't be fresh anymore. If you do it in our prepackaged, crazy, they take a less and they look months, unbelievable, and they look great. And Limited I, edition, and I can tell you, they taste great. By the way, okay, so a little bit too early right now for some uh, apple cinnamon popcorn. Well, it's never too early for popcorn, of right? Of course not. But uh, that's uh, that's going to be a limited edition. People are going to want that back every year. That I, I can tell you, God willing." 50, 60, 70, 80, you know, they're going to keep wanting the popcorn. Signature, signature snack. Great to see your crew, ZK. Always doing, always doing would his thing. Pay, would you pay special tribute to ZK, please? I mean, yeah, come oh, ZK's on. A, we know he's, ZK, a, he's the boardwalk. Maybe yeah, he should be boardwalk. ZK would be like, 
I'd probably give him like the little fake money, like instead of like being the whoever's on that. No, he'll, he'll, be, can't give he'll be the guy with the with the cane. You know, yeah. the, the, uh, I don't know. If, I, I, don't take this the wrong way. I think that ZK should be jail on the <laughs> on the opposite <laughs> corner. You got to do something to get out of ZK jail. That would be. Uh, and uh, of course, it'll be interesting to see who walks through these doors today because. Like I said, I think there's uh, there's gonna be a good flow of people, some interesting people. We always joke about oh, it. around the did, world around from around the world. Who did this? Uh, Do you remember the name of the company that did this? Yes, I have to look that up. But those right, are great. Let us know. Those, those are the candies. The, the, yeah, those. Well, custom custom candies, custom candies logo candies, and uh, yeah, so I lost, good for I lost enough. My, uh, probably no injuries. My headphone out. <laughs> there we go. What'd you say? Um, probably good for an Ofra, by the way. Right. Right. It's for no injuries from that candy. What do you mean? It's hard candy. No, but to throw it in shul. Yeah. So you wouldn't hurt anybody by throwing it in shul. Nah, this? It's, yeah, it's too light. Interesting. As opposed to the bags with the, you know, just they thought the f- They thought the field of the Meadowlands couldn't hurt anybody either, but uh, that's, there you go. <laughs> that, well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <But> we, <laughs> that's a whole other. We like, learned that lesson, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And just Yesterday's New York Post, the funniest thing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' career as a Jet, 11, uh, uh, 8.38 p.m. Right. to 8, whatever, you know, it's the funniest thing ever, so whatever the 11 minutes Listen, were. you probably could have done, like, over the last 24 hours, a great Aaron Rodgers, Jets, like, Nachum Siegel Network, 40th t-shirt. There are probably a lot of Aaron Rodgers this shirts This show has always right jinxed the Jets, by the way. First of all, I, I mentioned that uh, we were going to have some A&H knockworths while watching the game. I should never have alluded to the game because the Jets always do. Although they won the game, so I shouldn't say that. But I remember one year the Jets were playing. It's uh, the definition of winning the battle and losing the war. Right. <laughs> uh, one year the Jets were playing Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. And, I, and, I, and those were the days where I actually did the show <laughs> Thanksgiving morning, right? <laughs> I did a turn. Live from the home I think it was 1986. You can look it up. And the whole same thing. The entire Jet you know, Kingdom in 1986 was convinced that they were going to be, you know, Super Bowl contender. And I'm on the air talking about how they're going to destroy Detroit, you know, 40 to nothing, as Giant fans would know. And, of course, they ended up losing. So every time we mention them on the air, it's never, it doesn't bode well. Uh, and, of course, they're having a rough week. But not, we're not having a rough week, thank God. We're having a celebration week here at JM and the M as we celebrate 40 years from back in September of 1983. What day of the week was Rosh Hashanah that year? Oh. Thank you. Because you had to come in one day and then leave. Like, it was Friday. I get it. but So, I made well, – and we have the recording. Matha sent it to me, the recording of my okay, first show ahead. ever at WFMU. Voice is probably much higher. I'm, yes, <laughs> a little bit higher. Although, you know what's scary? And I've said this before and I've heard the recording. If you listen to the show then and listen to it now, it's almost hard to determine really? if it's then or now. Like that's, That is how – Strict, I've been for 40 years on the format of the show. Like, it's been the same, well, the consistency. Too, but yeah. Anyway, so. Um, so I'm very different than I was. So, Arab Rosh Hashanah, 1983, was a Wednesday. Okay. Which means we're getting into a three day untif. Uh, right? Right. And I made a mistake that people point out until today. We should have done it uh, started Monday. On my first show. What do you mean? Oh, I was going to say, why would you go in Wednesday and then. Well, Friday, when someone Monday. on Tuesday says, oh, you God. can now be the host right. of it. the only you Jew- don't go and say, yeah. put it off till yeah. Monday. Yeah. Jewish radio yeah. show that exists. And if you want, you can go in tomorrow and be trained by the current guy. Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I ain't turning that down. I'll tell you that right. much. You know, he, he went ahead and, and uh, you know, pulled the strings and arranged everything, meaning the right. one above. I'm not going <laughs> to go and slap him in the face by saying, now nah, wait till Monday. <laughs> anyway. So uh, the big mistake. Were you davening in New Springville at that point? That was my that was my 1983. No, the 
the, it, it was my last year not davening. I believe the first Rosh Hashanah that I davened for them was 1984, if I'm not right mistaken. Right before you got married. Oh, no. We no. Got married in 89, yeah, I got married in 89. In fact, I thought I was the only person who, from the age of 20, davened 40 consecutive years. Because Nate, my, my, excuse me, my brother, Rabbi Nate Siegel, <laughs> he would always say, you're the only guy under 50, you know, when I was still in right. my 40s, you're the only guy under 50 who has davened for the Umbud, you know, 28 years right. in a row. Like, there's nobody, you'll never find anybody like that, right? Okay. So, <laughs> but by the way, because I, I wasn't allowed to have until uh, Shoshi was born. So you had a kid? I, not a pay, I'm not a paid ah, official Baal wow, Normally, the, the Balabatim here, right. they have to have kids. So the, when, when, when my brother founded his shul, he basically called me and said, you're davening you're Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so um, then what happens? I'm in a conversation with Cantor Joel Kaplan, who's a right. very dear friend of this show. Last week, because he's coming to the Bialystoker Shul, and we were talking about it, he's coming to Bialystoker to daven for the Umbud. And I said, Joel, you know, my brother always says, he goes, well, <laughs> right. remember the first year that I daven for the Umbud at your father's shul? I said, yeah. He goes, I was 19 years old. Wow. I said, so you're the guy that has surpassed well, there me. There were people, I remember there were kid Chazanim, but who probably then stopped and started again. Right, but I'm talking about consecutive. Right. Anyway, what was the mistake I made 30, excuse me, 40 years ago tomorrow? What was the mistake I made on Erev Rosh Hashanah in 1983? And I never knew this till 20 years later when someone heard right. the recording and pointed it out. I said that at candle lighting is whatever time, and all three nights, don't forget to say Shachianu. <laughs> okay. And of course, you only say Shachianu the two nights of Rosh Hashanah, right. not on Shabbos Shuvah. So that was a mistake. Can you imagine? I opened up the first half hour I of my know. career. The first half hour of my career, I make a terrible mistake. And ironically enough, a calendaric mistake. There you <laughs> go. It's, uh, you know, and, and not only that, you, what goes, these things happen all the time. It goes like you're consciously thinking about, okay, let me, oh, yeah, of course. And then you don't even second guess the thought, which is obviously wrong. Happens all the time. And people have pointed out over the years that they don't like the, um, the expression three day untif. You know, I should always uh, – right. people go nuts about it. This is one of the, you know, the pet peeves of our listeners. We, they're like, one second, they yeah. don't like three day untips. So they say, you know, say two days of the Chag. Right. And, sure. and the truth is that mistake, yeah. that mistake right. was right. really only because of the mentality of a quote-unquote three day untip. So I, they had a, they I, have a point. I had a similar comment from uh, Rabbi Saul Berman. We were in uh, Fairland for Pace. Rabbi Saul Berman spoke the second day of Yumtif from the pulpit. And uh, it was his son, Shama's site. And um, he, he, he was talking about Kriya Shema, and then he referred to um, the Parsha of Tzitzis as the so-called third paragraph of Kriya Shema. <laughs> I thought that was great. So it's not a three-day Yom it's the so-called third day of Yom I like that. Um, we, should, we should say hi to Yoni Pollock, because he traveled quite a distance, all the way from Houston, Texas, to be here this morning. And I, and I can't feel any more guilty. And by the way, this is, it's so typical of the last 40 years because this whole episode that happened with me and him just now basically has happened God knows how many times prior. Uh, you, you told me yesterday you wouldn't be able to make it today. Obviously, I had no choice but to give you a hard a time about fake. it. But you knew, that, you knew that I was not serious and that it was fine if you didn't show up, and yet you show up here in Teaneck this morning. All I said was I just wasn't sure if is I that could what you make said? it, I, th I think. Oh, okay. I can check the text. So, so I'm making a much bigger deal about this than I need to, huh? I thought it was important to be here. In addition, I appreciate that very much. In addition to being, I wish everyone thought like you. In addition <laughs> to being social media director for the Nahum Siegel Network, uh, Yoni, of course, does a show at 10 o'clock every single Monday with Seth Gordon, the Jewish perspective 
on major sports, uh, the the four major sports or whatever you get to. I don't know if you do all four. Yeah, sometimes. Maybe, Tough schedule this maybe year. Maybe you've added soccer. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. You know, we throw, you know. The, soccer. The U.S. Open this past. Uh, you did some U.S. Open sure. tour? Holy cow. They, this guy, good, there were some good matches. This there. guy's yeah. up on everything. What was your opinion about the protesters at the U.S. Open match? <laughs> we didn't really talk about that. You didn't that, have a take on that? <laughs> I, we don't have a long I, enough show for <laughs> Seth to go on about that. I, I literally would have brought in a hatchet and cut the guy's ear off. Oh, there you go. That's one way of handling it. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I think Yoni would have probably had a little differently, but all right. Uh, anyway, so thank you for all your hard work, and thank you. How many? When was the? If my estimate is correct, it was uh, late 2015 when you first got to the Nahum Single Network. Yeah, because that's when we went to Paris. Correct. So right. late 2015. So he's been associated right. with us for eight years already. Can you imagine? Yeah. Eight years, Yoni's been here, and it, with all the different pursuits you have, and you do have mul- multiple jobs with all the different things you do. It is amazing that the thing that mostly is, that gets pointed out to you is the fact that you're a member of this network. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. People couldn't even identify what you do with the rest of your day. I mean, it would be, it would be <laughs> impossible for them uh, it, it, with your clandestine life that goes on post post NS. My mom still meets people that says, "Oh, wait, you're you're the mother of Yoni Pollock from Nachum Siegel," or like if if I'm in Shul or whatever, I, I know Imagine you from Nachum Siegel. And, and I'll give you another piece to toss into this whole mix. There are a number of Yoni Pollocks. Yes. There are a lot of right. you. How many have you met in, in, over the years? At least in our three. WhatsApp group, there are. No, um, <laughs> at least four or five, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. There are at least four. I, mean, I can name three of them. So you know, there's at least four or five Yoni Some po- spell differently, but right. pronounce Good same. point. Yeah. yeah, you don't spell like the others do. No. You, know, you don't spell like the others do. More unique. Anyway, any thoughts today, or uh, are you just uh, grabbing Well, some? I was looking into, because you know I do a sports show here, so I was right. looking into famous athletes who are uh, born in the year 1983, just to kind of give a... Uh, born. Just born, born in, in 1983. <laughs> so, no, I was just thinking 40 years on the air is Aaron Rodgers wasn't born yet. Could you imagine? Exactly. He's, that well, he's turning, he's I think, turning in December. 30, right. In December, he was, he'd was he be uh, 40 this year. So, born in 1983. Um, but those people, you know, those athletes are only in their prime for five years, and here we are celebrating 40 years, where I think in the radio industry, I, I, I don't even know if you've hit your prime yet. I mean... Uh, Mm. There's but still a lot of work to do, Zuber. No, no, not like that. But uh, just to like put it into perspective, Jose Reyes, famous. Uh, How know, old is he? He's he'll be turning forty this year, or turn forty. You guys got Justin Verlander, who's forty. Zach Greinke. Um, he names all the guys I can't stand. Chris Hemsworth, famous <laughs> famous actor, known for playing Thor. Forty years old. Just to put it into perspective a little bit, these people weren't even relevant for the first half, you know, of their life, and here we are celebrating forty years, forty years of relevance. 40 years of important work in the uh, Jewish community. It's hard to put into perspective if that can help a little bit, but it's uh, it's wild. In late 2015, when you joined this network, yeah, there must have been a moment where where something happened and you and it struck you like like wow, this is you know this is this is quite an institution. Like, well, he, he remember he th- got thrown into the fire right. on day one. I mean, and and by the way, and took. All the bullets we were shooting at him, you know, 24 hours a day for that trip. So he really... I don't quite remember it that violent. Right. Well, that's kind of... <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember. I was I was brought on to the team as like a three-month intern, you know, right. see what happens. I don't. I was here to, to prepare for Paris, but I wasn't planning on, on being on that trip. Right. Um, and things changed. Yeah, but anyway, for the so better. there must have been a moment where you said, wow, you know, that's funny that this guy knows about... JM and the M, or this lady knows that, you know, 
that what I do is, you know, pretty cool work. Well, I knew because I went to yeshiva with your son. So, oh, right. so I knew you had kind an of, inkling. And from, I'm from out of town, so I wasn't, you know, so familiar necessarily. Right. But early on, very early on, I don't know if there was a specific moment, but it was very relevant, you know. It, made clear to me that how right. uh, how important of a show this is and who you are in the Jewish community. Very cool. Most famous athlete that I ever interviewed on JM in the AM. Ooh, I have one Dave in mind. Kufeld? Well, even even more famous than Dave Kufeld. I have one in mind. Mariano? Did he was Mariano? not on the air. The one that I'm thinking of that probably would mean the most to people around the world, especially back then, now a little less, is Dr. J. Dr. Oh. J was on the air, and I'm assuming that he's the most – I mean, Rick Barry was on the air – but again, I think more people know Dr. J than Rick Barry, even though they, you know, you could argue. Gotta find that interview. That's cool. I don't know if I would have it. Oh yeah, of course we'd have it. It's it's from 2008 or nine. So of course we'd have it. Yeah, so Dr. J was on the air. Rick Barry was on the air. You know who was on the air uh, before the 2014 Super Bowl? Jay Glazer. Okay. You remember? You know yeah, Jay Glazer. Yeah, sure. And what he's was very big on Yom Kippur. He's he's always like correct right before. How and important and it's it is. funny because Jay Glazer on the air said that no matter where he is. Uh, and he said he could ask Terry Bradshaw to find out if this is true. No matter where he is on Friday night, he will say Kiddush. In other words, he may be oh, working, right. and may be, which I thought was a pretty significant thing. Yeah. Uh, I tried to corroborate that with other people that I now, some of whom you know, right. that now are very close to the NFL, and they're not 100% convinced that it happens every week. But all right, the right. guy got well, on the air. Very, he could do it back in the hotel. I'm you saying the guy right. got on the air and said, I make Kiddush every Friday night. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that was basketball, football. Uh, oh, you know who else was on the air? Um, I don't know if this name would mean anything to you, but um, to Yankee fans, certainly he wrote the book about Thurman Munson, new. Uh, the, the, uh, Marty Appel was on the air on the 25th yeah. anniversary of Munson's. How long has he gone, Munson? 79. 79. So whatever, must have been the 30th. More than 40 years. 45. 45. Oh, yeah, correct. So it must have been maybe on the 40th or 30th. I don't remember. Anyway. So I say to Marty Appel on the air, I'm just trying to think of, you know, things that would only happen on JM and the AM. I say to Marty Appel, were you aware of the fact that in the Orthodox Jewish world, it was Tisha B'Av, and, and which is, of course, a day of mourning. And, and excuse me for saying it this way, but for Yankee fans, right. it was really Tisha B'Av, you know. He goes, you know, I think I remember that. I think I've heard that from somebody who told me that, you know, he died on Tisha B'Av, which is very funny, a JMNAM moment. And, of course, the most JMNAM moment where I always say that this could not have happened anywhere else was um, when Robert Kraft was on. And he said, and you can listen to this archive, and I'll never <laughs> forget it, he said, my father would be more excited about me being honored by Yeshiva University than winning the Super right. Bowl. And that was, I mean, where else would he yeah. say that? He's not saying that on ESPN, right? right? <laughs> so, so that was really cool as well. So look at it. Just, just off the top of my head, I come up with, with uh, you know, sports moments that actually made an impact. Dr. J was on to promote an event that helped children in Israel. And, you know, uh, you know and so everything had, Jay Glazer was on because, again, uh, when I heard that he had, so, so to speak, a Jewish heart, I figured, hey, here's... Also, that time, the Super Bowl was in New Jersey. So it was just so much easier. If you look at who our guests were in the week or two before that Super Bowl, we had access to everybody uh, for whatever reason because it was local, so we knew people who knew people, you know, were able to get... So he was one of the guests that we had on the air. Um, and that was fun. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else, but that's what strikes me right now. Also, <laughs> another sports reference which you'll appreciate <laughs> was was when when I was going with um, with my boys. I think this was 20. 
Uh, I can't remember what year it was. Um, but they were still in elementary school. I was going with them to Israel. And they and I, more I, were desperate to go to a Maccabi Tel Aviv basketball game. Right? Okay. So a Chabad rabbi in New York calls the Chabad rabbi in Kfar Chabad, <laughs> who's the mayor of Kfar Chabad, and the mayor of Kfar Chabad says to him, I will make sure they have three tickets to this game. We get to Kfar Chabad. They give us a tour of he gives a tour of Kfar Chabad in his you know lights and sirens vehicle, and we all feel so important. One second, one second. How do you only need three tickets to the game? Me and two boys. Yeah, but uh, how do you get only two boys? Because you have one, and then two, and then another one. Meaning that you have. I was traveling with the Osef and Yeshua. What do you mean? Oh, God. I was. I figured you'd be traveling them in age order. So Benjamin wasn't on the trip. No, I'm sorry. I'm no. just dealing with details. But everybody, everybody has to be on every trip. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyway, so so we so we get to Kfar Chabad and they give us his lights and sirens tour of the town and the guy sits us down in his office, the mayor of Kfar Chabad, and he says, "Do you see these tickets that I have for tonight's game?" He goes, and he goes to his computer and he shows us where we're going to be sitting. Right? For I mean, literally, you cannot get better seats in what I don't know what they call it now, but at that time, Yad Aliyah—that's how we always refer to it by its old name, Nokia. We go to the game. He doesn't go. You know, the mayor doesn't go, but he gives us the tickets. We go to the game. We walk into the arena. Guess where the seats were? You ever hear of Bob Euchre? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We were in Bob Euchre. Cool. cool. We were in the Bob Euchre seats, the last row of <laughs> the arena. Row. Oh, <laughs> all was, the way. It was like, in our generation. In our generation, Bob Euchre seats. Our Bob Euchre seats to us means yeah, yeah, the last row of the stadium. Funny. And this was literally right. the wall of the stadium was, <laughs> was at so our how back. Come he didn't realize the seats. He probably said, oh, the person who gave this to me said they're the best seats in the arena. He was looking at the map upside down. Who knows? He thought it was the first row. It was really the last row. Best part of that game, by the way, you know, they do not sing the national anthem. They play the national anthem in Israel. They do not sing it. For whatever reason. They just, I mean, there are other, here also sometimes you have it where the organ plays the national anthem. So uh, there, once they get to a certain point of Hatikva, the entire arena sings it together, which is really cool. It's a very... It's a very spirited European type crowd. Right, right. You know, it's European basketball yes. crowd is much different than an American basketball very crowd. Is. You know, very much more passionate. Yeah. You know, much more uh, into their teams. Anyway, Yoni, thank you, thank you so much for being here and for all your hard work and keeping everybody up to date every single day and everything that's happening here on NSN. And I wish you a uh, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. We should share a lot of good news. There may be some good news coming. You never know. Really, we should share a lot of good <laughs> God news. Willing, a lot of good news. Yeah. I just appreciate that you are set up right next to the TCBY machines. That, that, uh. You know what's funny? He hasn't, ZK hasn't picked his head up in the last 45 minutes. Is everything all right? <laughs> are we, uh, are, are we, you know he's got a lot of he, equipment. He's doing a lot of stuff. Pushing buttons. It, it's so funny, as we were talking about it before, the technology is so different now than it was 40 years ago. I think there's more equipment here, though, than there was. Back in the day, we needed a lot of what? Would you like to. What? Would you like to respond to this, please? Well, Nahum has a uh, very small setup these days. No, I, that no, 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 I know. That's not what I need. Could you tell him 
how many duffel bags you oh, had, yes. you had right. to schlep. I was there. I was on some of those. <laughs> so, That's what I'm saying. So I get it. That, that but here, but he just, you know, with the cat, there was a, the equipment is smaller, but they're just as They're more wires. Yeah, they're more wires. Right. There's more connections. connections. Lots going on between the video, audio, and everything else. A lot going yeah, on. You have to be careful. But e- from airplane. What does this plug do? But when, <laughs> I go, when I go ahead now and I will, right. you know, literally right. take a bag. And well, you, you did a show. You moved I in know. the middle of the show. Crazy. Who could have thought of that years ago? So yeah, it's very different now, and uh, I, I think about all the all the schlepping and all the duffel bags and all the emergency backup stuff. You don't know what you need, what you might need, and of course ZK is in my ear. Not only with his whole redundancy speech, but he's in my ear with make sure you have extra extension cords. One extension cord may not work. You never know. <laughs> what are you talking That's about? That's why he's the best. We're live on Facebook Live. And on <laughs> We're live on NahumSingle.com and on Facebook Live. Wow. I'll tell you that. You get the extra equipment. That's one way to celebrate. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, the Facebook people. Must, I, do they have enough? Do they have enough bandwidth to handle this? The Facebook people are they going to be able to handle all the people that are going to come on now to watch CK? What do you think? I hope so. Does Mark Zuckerberg is he does he have contingency plans? Does he have redundancy to make sure that we uh, that we stay on as more and more people log on? I certainly hope so. So you can go right now to NahumSingle.com. I assume on the homepage. Homepage of NahumSingle.com, and of course you can go to um, Facebook Live. Thank of Rami for his Net- uh, network work account. In I'm assuming a uh, network account, Facebook Live, Single network account, and you can go ahead and uh, see what's happening here for our 40th anniversary uh, celebration. Rami working on the back end. Avrami, look, I you know Yoni's here. You mentioned Avrami, uh, all the people that work behind the scenes. Avrami doing it from thousands of miles away. Uh, honestly, the backbone of the operation, well, you know this firsthand, the backbone of the operations of the network because someone has to be alert as to what's happening 24 hours a day. Someone has right. to be you know, the final station where you go. If something goes wrong or something has to be changed or something has to be altered, y- y- there has to be somebody doing all that. And that's Avrami. And, that he's, and Avrami Finkelstein has been doing this since... That's I'm what ass- I was just going to ask. I'm assuming, t- I'm assuming 2005. I'm assuming 2005. Maybe he could text us and let almost us know. Almost half the time. Right? Yeah, almost half the time. And not only almost half the time, but but the the second half of the time when things got more and more complicated. Right. And then, of course, when we're operating a 24-hour system, right. which is you know right. something he, he didn't want. He did the, the favor of doing my show. I recorded my show earlier in the week. He put it together, so it's already up on 24-6. Nice. And, uh And the app, I believe. Ever shun, it's three hours and 47 minutes. How many Barosha shunas are there? Maybe one. That's it? <laughs> yeah. How many one. Unusana Tokyo's? How many of the show for Gadol? Two. How many of the Well, you know, the theme of the show yeah. was um, the journey through Musaf. Oh, nice. So I, like I did uh, like six segments of uh, the. And, and, and as I say on the show, very few songs that you can sing during Chazar Sashats, please. So <laughs> I was talking to Ari Green over Shabbos. And because uh, we share the, you know, the pet peeve of what you can change. The hardest one not to sing is uh, is uh, Hilakel, the Hill Palais, you know. The hardest one not to sing because it's such a beautiful song. People can sing along, but Sherwood Goffin has it in bold capital letters: that cannot is- change, cannot change. Nigun don't even think about changing bold capital letters on Sherwood Goffin. And I was, I assume. Now that I'm doing it 40 years right. and having it from the tradition that I grew up with, I'm assuming I'm doing the right one. It's the same as Misor Chachamim. Correct. Right, yeah. You can't touch that. You can't. So, but that's it's one of the harder ones not to sort of, you know, put a more 
you know, new popular tune too. Is there a Hayom Tom Tsenu in your show? Yes, I think I had two of them. One of them from Judah Fisher, which I love, and from Lacage. And I did them in order. I did like the different segments. Right. So I start with, uh, you know, Michelle Hinnany. I don't think there are a lot of Hinnany songs. I think the first. The <laughs> you one didn't play Rosenblatt's Hinnany? Michelle Kachamin from Benny Friedman probably was the opener. Um, and the Dove Levine, that's my favorite, Uba Shofar Gadol. I actually talked to Yassi's wife yesterday, and I suggested on the live lunch today, I think he wrote it down to play. I thought it was appropriate to play. Yassi Green wrote. And Dove Levine first recorded it, and then two songs from from Yom Naram that I that I used during davening. One is Uva Shofar Gadol that Dove Levine did, and then Tudor Fisher did. And then the second is Yehi Ratzon Shemayah Kol that Dove Levine did, and then Daddy did. So yeah. I thought it was right for him to play it this yeah. week in uh, memory of Daddy. Very cool. All right, so tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's the Arab Shabbos show, but in this case... Erev Yom Tov show, Erev Rosh Hashanah show, Erev the brand new year show. Still don't know if it's Erev Rosh Hashanah 5783 or 5784. Let's ask Yoni what he thinks. He's from that youthful uh, end. Because it depends where you put the punctuation. If it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's 5783. If it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, 5784. Right. I've solved this problem. Yeah, that's. I've solved this problem. I just refer to it as Erev Rosh Hashanah 1983. (laughs) That's the only Erev Rosh Hashanah that I cite. There you go. It's like Haftet in November. It's like a semi-yuntif, right? Erev right. Rosh Hashanah, 1983 is the way I talk about the anniversary of JM and the AM. So someone asked me what the best day of these 10,000-plus shows were, or was. What was the best day of these 10,000-plus shows? And it's Matis' credit that he's kept track, and he has a very strong, educated guess. I don't want to t- ac- actually tell you that he went ahead and uh, you know, counted up as we were going along, but he had a very strong, educated guess that we've surpassed uh, this past summer, 10,000 JM and the AMs, which is quite a milestone. It's 30,000 hours of just this radio show. Forget about all the other stuff that ZK and I, and I have 300 done. 300 was a lot. Matis has done, I think I looked the other day, it was 550 or something right. like that. So this is over 10,000. So of 10,000 shows, out of 10,000 shows, which is the best, most memorable, the one that, you know, it, it just surpassed all the others uh, in all these years. Obviously, there's no one answer to this question. Um, some of the shows were very exciting. Some of the shows mm-hmm. were very emotional. Some of the shows were very were certainly historic. Some of the shows uh, had people on it that were, uh, you know, that took it to a different level. Locale, so, right? Location makes a big difference you as well. You were so uncomfortable on the bridge in uh, Venice. <laughs> where the I made bridge. you open the show. I made you open the show. Uh, one of the Venice shows. Well, why was I uncomfortable? I remember that. But why because was you like to be behind a table with a headset on, not and standing and, and, and up by yourself. And this was me standing. Right, right. I remember that. I remember that and scene. And the camera pulling back. It's right. one of my favorite shots we've ever done. But, right. Uh, yeah, hard not to get a good shot in Venice, by the way. Hard not to get a good shot, Very especially difficult. when you're playing. And again, that comes back to what we talked about before. You just trusting, right. even though you weren't comfortable, you trusted to let me say, Correct. no, do this. That whole, that whole week of shows of, I mean, we did live tours. I mean, live, we recorded you interviewing the museum right. curator while right. you're in the museum pointing out we had never done anything like that before right yeah that was an interesting uh, journey sunrise over the uh, and it's funny that the biggest moment of that trip was one that we were not on the air for which is of course the concert saturday night wow uh, although we did go on the air after the concert to do monday morning right. show so at least there was a flavor you know that was still left over in the air uh in terms of that you were there or not yeah were you in venice because you didn't go to Paris. You threw it all on Theoni. 
You said, here, here's 12 duffel bags. Good luck. It was in Venice. That was, uh, remember the board that uh, he went, uh, David Fadita went to a local disco yes. or something to go get a board? He went to a local bar, not right. a disco. It was a local bar that had like a karaoke night or something. <laughs> and somehow he ends up getting his broadcasting board. I'll tell you, you never know. He is the ultimate producer, the one above. Unbelievable. And that board was sitting there in Venice for our use. We just didn't know how we were going to get a hold of it. And the right shliach was there. And I totally believe that. It's just been incredible. People forget, you know, 40 years ago, we talk about that, we talk about that Tuesday uh, where I was quote-unquote hired. Shout out to Larry Waxman. Shout out to the memory of Norman Laster. Sure. Norman Laster is, if anyone's responsible for me being where I am right now, he gets as much credit as anybody else. Shout out to the memory of Howie Bramson. In fact, somebody this morning texted me. They said, I wish I could be there today, but it's not my day to be in Teaneck. I'm not going to be in Teaneck today. I wish I could be there with you. Uh, happy 40th, hashtag WYUR. And I'm like, wow. You know how I see a lot? I'll probably see him this week. Uh, Phil Funk. Oh, my gosh. Phil Slepian. Phil Slepian. His, uh, his in-laws live right uh, two houses away from me. Very cool. Send our best. And I just saw – I just saw – Oh, and Sarah Kosowski. Correct, Sarah Kosowski. Lives right across the street. I just saw Sarah also recently. She lives here, right across the street. Yeah, I don't remember where. But anyway, I, so, so, we, so what was I telling you? Yeah, so the Tuesday I get hired. Wednesday I'm on the air and doing all this. And there was a reason why I was telling you this story. Um, I, and I don't remember what it was. But anyway. <laughs> the most memorable show. Right, most memorable show. I get on the air on Wednesday. Uh, as we determined Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, we were off. It was a th- quote-unquote three-day untif. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember. But well, they anyway. said you'd have to miss for Yom Kippur. Right. Yom Kippur was Shabbos. Sukkot's right in the middle of the week. I don't know which I like better. I certainly got extra vacation this year because of it. Right. Well, anybody who's in that, in that end of the working world are very thankful with the setup. Right. Although you're losing, well, going Friday, Shabbos, Shabbos, Monday is not so simple. Correct. But there's a consolation prize that you're probably not aware of which is? for certain people. Monday day after Simchas Torah is Columbus Day. Yeah, I don't know if we have that off. Right, I but a lot of people do. So yeah. I also I I work in a place where there's not a lot of work done over the weekend, so most weekends I won't get email. I was the only one not in my office Yom Kippur last year. Like it's just like I'd never worked in a place like regular day like you wouldn't even notice anything else. So it's nice to have you know at least. You know, after two days, you have to, if not to come back to 100 emails. I hear that. Uh, we're at Poppy's in Teaneck, New Jersey, celebrating the 40th here at JM and AM. What's going to happen? Guests are going to be uh, yeah, joining us? Yeah, I saw us? one of them just called you, but uh, I don't know why he didn't dial into the whatever. Yeah. But we have guests here if you want to. Yeah, hey, are you kidding? Let's hear what people have to say. After all, maybe other people could tell us what the best day was in the last 40 years of JM and the AM. It looks like the, 10, West, Ang- the West Englewood community has uh, shown, shown up today. Well, I would hope so. I'm just, no, literally, the people who live right near West Angwood live five houses away from each other, these people. Well, there you go. So so. why don't we invite uh, the Steinrechts over, and then Mayor Furtick can join us at the top of the hour. Wow, Mayor Furtick in the house. Talk about another dedicated staff member of JM and the AM. My gosh. Wonder what he'll say when we ask him what the most memorable show of the last 10,000 shows has been. Uh, Stan Steinreich. And his family have been amazing friends of our network. Ariella Steinreich is here as well this morning. In fact, I told her yesterday when she told me that she plans on being here how excited I am because these are two of the uh, Steinreich uh, 
uh, communications people that have a great appreciation for what we do on a daily basis. A pleasure to welcome both of you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Mazel tov. Thank you very Mazel much. This is, a, this is a milestone, a major milestone. Yeah, you know, 40, by the way. I'm glad you pointed that out because I remember doing this at the 25th anniversary and then the 30th. At 30, we said 30 is so much more than 25. That was like the theme. You know, 25, a lot of people in this country get to 25 of a lot of things. 30 is already, you know, a step above that. Once you get to 40, I mean, who's doing anything for 40 in this country? Well, I don't know. What kind of gift were we supposed to bring at the 40th anniversary? <laughs> now, what is the appropriate? I hope, I hope it's not diamonds because we uh, – I was told it's the popcorn <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> Lucky you, Stan. We got plenty of that right behind okay. you. You know, it's funny, Ariella. Yes. I'm sitting here not realizing you're there on the left-hand side of, the, uh, of this beautiful Poppy's location, and I'm talking about some of the best shows of the last 10,000, some of the best shows of the last 40 years, and you were involved. In some of the best shows. In fact, speaking of sports, the conversation I had in Dubai. Oh, with Thani. Remember that? I just saw the picture the other day. I was going through pictures, and I thought it was pretty funny. You know, yeah. he, he was on the air to discuss the business relationship Absolutely. between those in Dubai and those in Israel. And, of course, mixing some Americans in there as well. That was the focus of the conversation. It became a conversation about how he is the world's biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. It's true, and every, everybody was so excited to have you guys there. I mean, it was really a milestone, I think, for them, just as much as it was for you. I appreciate that, and there, yeah, were, some, yeah. and there were some great moments and some great shows, but that one in particular, remember that? And that one, I think, was a pre-recorded show. Most of the great shows are live. Oh, I think we had to. Cause that one, because zone. of travel, was, yeah, yeah. was, was pre-recorded, and it still was, in my opinion, one of the better. Schneier was on that show. Yeah. And, um, and uh, one Floor was, was on that show. One or two of the rabbis. Yeah, Rabbi Abadi was on. Correct, yeah. Rabbi Abadi was on the show. So it was oh, a very, very was cool amazing. show. It was amazing. And then, of course, uh, as you remember, we did the show from Chabad in Dubai, literally Chabad in Dubai. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which during the week we were there grew from about five people to 205 people. Oh, right. I think you did it at their location. Correct. Right? We were right miracles. outside their front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the greatest things happened, talk about the ultimate producer. Yeah. I mean, who better to speak to the, in Dubai about the Abraham Accords than Jason Greenblatt? And I contact him. He's in Dubai. He's there that day, and he, came too. and he insisted. We said we'd put him on by phone as a courtesy. The guy yeah. must be busy if you're spending a day or two in that sure. part of the world. And as a courtesy, he gets it to an Uber and joins us live on the air for that show. And it just was, I mean, you know the world of difference when someone like that comes Absolutely. and is part of it. So that was, uh, so funny enough, 10,000 shows, and you were some of the best of them. Oh, it, was <laughs> an, it was a privilege to be there. Well, I appreciate so that. So I think we just wanted to stop by and, and wish you a mazel tov and um, – May you know may Jam and the M continue to grow. Thank you very much. I really appreciate so you, it. You guys do tremendously important work for the Jewish community, and it's important that everybody know that, and also to say thank you. Thank you very much, Stan. Great to see you. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year well. to both of you and the entire family. Shana Tova. So this is our experiment to see how this works. Bum, ba, da, da. So I know one of those two people is Rabbi thank Benji you. Kramer. I can't tell who the other one is, uh, but we can try. Alrighty. Rabbi Kramer, are you there? How are you? Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Thank you so much for joining us. That's great. Right, Benji Kramer has been a friend of this show literally for 40 years and has been um, somebody that has never stopped encouraging us to do everything that we do, especially vis-a-vis -vis, uh, Israel and important issues. And then he took on a very important task, which was 
uh, in a way, um, taking over the role that Mayor Weingarten had when it came to explaining the Hebrew language and being a consultant on some of our special programming, especially Yom Atzmut, Yom Yerushalayim, etc. And, uh, and he is now heard every single Monday right after JM in the AM with Meir Milim. Your thoughts on this 40th anniversary of Benji Kramer? So my thoughts are, are really about your love of Am Yisrael. You know, when we think about love, we often, ahaba, we often think about surprising someone with things they didn't expect, getting them a gift. Oh my God, whoever thought of that? And of course, that's an important part of a relationship is, are those special moments. But we don't think in today's daf, in the past couple of days daf, that are really kind of focused on this. You know, in Fiddler on the Roof, when, when his daughter wants to marry the guy he loves and doesn't want to get set up with the guy she doesn't even know, uh, he turns to his wife and says, do you love me? And she says, do I what? What does that even mean? <laughs> and she goes through the things that she does on a daily basis for him. I wash your clothes. I scrub the floors. I cooked for you. If that's not love, what is? And we often overlook the idea that the essence of a relationship is are always the mundane, everyday things that we kind of repeat all the time. And Nachum, your 40-year, 30,000-hour love of Am Yisrael, of how could you possibly do the same thing for 40 years is, is the ultimate, I think, the ultimate uh, measure of your love of Am Yisrael. I still remember back in the day of the Jewish music in, <laughs> in the morning, J.M. and A.M. And then I, I don't even know if you think about this, but I always hear you emphasize Jewish moments in the morning, like like as if. By the way, we changed that, but we changed that how many years ago? It was like thirty-five years ago. A long ago. time ago. But um, it, you've created Jewish moments, but the, but and and sometimes they're surprising and they're often very amazing. Um, but it's it's the it's the grind. It's the every day. Yes, I'll take out the garbage, even though I do it every single time. It's that that shows true love, and 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 I think people have to have to recognize that as well. Well, I appreciate it very much, and I uh, take this opportunity to thank you for being involved and taking what you do here so seriously and uh, enlightening people uh, with the only way that the Hebrew language, uh, with the way that the Hebrew language enlightens people, and for bringing that out every single time, and for being a close friend of ours here at JM and the AM, and you should have a year of, uh, of health you. and happiness, and we should celebrate Smachot together. And, um, amen, amen. and have a great 5784. Thank you so much, Rabbi Benji Kramer. You too. Mazal tov. Mazal tov, okay. and thank you. Who else do we have here? Who, who else is on our uh, is on our line? Hello, good morning. Oh, there he is, the chief of staff himself. The person who, uh, de who really deserves to be celebrating today. Uh, Yigal, uh, earlier today, Chief of Staff uh, Yigal Siegel informed me that he actually came up with the date that we formally started to work with each other. Let me see if I could dig it out. Do you remember it offhand? March 20th, 1964. Very funny. <laughs> day he was born. But the truth <laughs> is, you know, now, now we're getting, now this is going to completely go off the rails. But the truth is <laughs> that there has been a partnership of Nahum and Yigal since we were born. It was always, remember that growing up? It was always Nachum and Yigal, Nachum and Yigal, Nachum and It was always because we were so close in age. And obviously. I always thought my first name was Ann. <laughs> 
And but in all seriousness, on the on the work scale, it happened sometime what in two thousand two. October fifteenth, two thousand two. And imagine that we're working together over twenty years, and he does get, like I said earlier, to certain people who get a credit for all of this in 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 terms of the fortieth celebration. Uh, legitimately, even though many people like to take credit for it, and Yigal Siegel is one of the legitimate owners of a lot of credit of what's happened over the last 40 years uh, here at uh, what we call now the Nahum Siegel Network. And, and when you joined 20 years ago, there was, uh, you know, we were at a certain stage, and uh, look what you've helped us grow into at this point. And, uh, you know, 10,000-plus shows and such a, uh, an amazing impact, thank God. Uh, around the world. It's, uh, I, I hope you're getting the same great feeling today that I'm getting about how wonderful it is to celebrate and look back at all these years. Well, um, I definitely am. And uh, I want to just add uh, a personal thanks to you because if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for my working for you, I would not have been able to move to Eretz Israel 18 years ago. And uh, obviously that was a life changer for myself and my family, which uh, you have a tremendous halic in. So a, a tremendous portion, and so thank you so much for that. It leaves, um, it leaves me speechless every time you say that. I If I get a small portion of credit for that, then, boy, that's worth everything. Well, more than a small portion, but I'll leave it right back to, uh, to, the, to, to the Israel <laughs> connection, which uh, obviously is, uh, is something which uh, you've brought to the airwaves over the last 40 years. And I think, uh, I mean, there are definitely people – besides your brother who who say to me i know they say it to me i don't know if they say i hope they say it to you that they are in living in israel because of you because of your influence on that so and i'll leave it to rabbi to to, to elaborate on that but as your brother i want to say two things number one is uh i, I mean just uh obviously uh i can't represent uh, everyone out there but i i can say that your parents are very proud of you thank you 100 and um also, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Stacy, okay, because if it wasn't for Stacy, a lot of this would not have happened. So I want to thank her as, as her brother-in-law. Um, definitely want to um, have her be be mentioned. I'm sure she's going to be mentioned if she hasn't already. If I missed it, I apologize. And um, and I want to thank your staff, um, who are not just your staff, but your very very close friends, the friends who are sitting there. Obviously, uh, Mayor Weingarten, who is not here with us. Um, physically but is definitely here with us uh in in whatever way he can be i'm sure and um i just uh, as as your brother i want to thank them because i know that they have dedicated themselves to you over so many years and and it's very very um it's a, it's very um important to me to know that my brother has such great friends oh, i appreciate so I just that. Wanted to mention that i appreciate that very much and uh, thank god we have enjoyed and i say Iron hara because it should be like this forever uh, we have enjoyed not only a, a great brotherhood and a great friendship and a great working relationship which is amazing and most people would think it would never be able to be sustained uh, but in addition to that our families just love each other's company have an amazing time whenever we're able to get together few and far between unfortunately these days but whenever we have that opportunity uh, there's a bond and a closeness that has now uh, exceeded our generation uh, which is such a remarkable feeling and such an incredible thing to watch and uh, we should continue in great health and we should continue to move on with uh, all these professional accomplishments but even more important all our familial and um, and, uh, and and friendship accomplishments 
uh, that uh, continue. And I take this opportunity to thank you, to thank you immensely and thank you profusely for everything. And that, and that we again, please God, because we've had, we've had so many, thank God, Leon Hara successful years in the past. We should have another successful, wonderful, happy, healthy year ahead and uh, share many smachot. And thank you so much, Eagle. Amen, amen. Thank you, Nath. And of course, we will host Godfrey for Sukkot now that you said that. Uh, it's not a problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to the rest of the family. The I was under the impression there was no room until now. I'm glad, I'm glad all of a sudden things changed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just opened up for him. So it's our pleasure. And, uh, and please tell Rabbi Kramer, if he's still listening, that I hope my wife was not listening to his uh, to his expressions of love, how we're supposed to express our love to our spouse. For the last six weeks with my foot in the boot, which, of course, I want to emulate you, that's why I did that. It's been kind of difficult to do that. As Egal as says, every single male has to have a foot problem, and now he has a broken foot, so... It's like yes, it's like impossible to believe, uh, but you're not lacking in that area, and your and your Rebbitson can attest to that. So don't worry. Uh, thank you, Egal. Thank you so much. There he is, Egal. Happy Siegel. anniversary. Thank Take you. care, guys. Thank you, Egal. Yes, um, Zoomer. Uh, a guest who's about to call in. We'll break mm. the conversation for her when she gets. Mayor Furtig, meanwhile, has sat down. Correct, and I do think that while the three of us are sitting here, before that. Um, uh, before the next guest dials in, it's appropriate that we're all sitting here with Mayor and you to remember today, um, Mayor. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We talk about the 10,000 shows. Yeah. This is going to sound terrible. But the show after Mayor passed away, Mayor passed away Friday night, right. that Monday morning, it, it, why, was it such a, why was it so great? I'm not talking about the way I presented the show, but why was it such a memorable show for me? The love that the community showed for him. The, the shock that was expressed by so many people that morning uh, was so unbelievable. And, you know, you talk about the way people go, and obviously, you know, I'm sure everybody has an opinion about whether it's better to linger on for months or whether it's better to, uh, to leave at a moment's notice. For those who are left behind, the way Mayor left is, is very, very difficult. For us, it was very, very hard. Uh, but that outpouring, that, that the outpouring that came from the sudden shock uh, from people who never met him, from people who never met, I still remember her at, at the funeral. I couldn't believe how many people came over to me and said, I never met her, but I felt I had to come. It's a, that, that takes a commitment, you know, these days to do that. Anyway, yeah, so we remember Mayor with tremendous fondness. I always felt that the combination of him and me on the air was greater than the sum of its parts. I think that's a legitimate thing to say. Certainly always felt that way. Um, I asked the question that morning about whether uh, Joshua could go on without Caleb which was, of course, the inside joke that, that we referred to each other as the two, uh, by the two names of the, uh, of the positive spies, the, the, the <laughs> heroes of the, uh, the story of the Miraglim, if there were heroes, of course. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I remember him uh, with tremendous fondness, as all of us do, but uh, I also remember the way the audience reacted and the way this family, this family poured forth so much love in the aftermath of his passing. And with that, I say good morning to Mayor Fertig. Oh, look who's here. Stacy Siegel's on the air. Holy cow. Were you able to figure out how to do this whole thing that Mark set up? Of course. <laughs> she had to be admitted. That was my fault that it was a little too Oh, wow. I was waiting to be admitted, you're, yeah. You're not even taking the blame for you. You're not even the one who made the mistake this morning on the technical end. Anyway, Stacy Siegel, if there is a hero... 
if there was a hero of these 40 years, it is, of course, you. I say this every time. I don't know, uh, I don't know if uh, too many other people would have been able to tolerate uh, this uh, very interesting, different, uh, sometimes exciting, uh, but certainly, uh, but certainly uh, difficult uh, lifestyle. Uh, and uh, you've always welcomed it. You've welcomed it with, um, with open arms. You've welcomed it with great enthusiasm. As opposed to the opposite, you always uh, encourage the growth and the uh, you know delving into bigger projects and uh, and 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 encouraging me to to fulfill dreams that I had. I, I I don't know what to say other than I I can't thank you enough. I can't love you more. And uh, and it's hard to but forty is a big number. Forty is a big number. I don't know if you find this as hard to believe as I do, but. This has been quite a uh, quite a run, to say the least. Certainly, yes. Nachum forty is a big number. <laughs> <laughs> more years than we've been together. That's right. More more uh, more years almost than uh, than your age, because that's how youthful you are. <laughs> had to had to throw had to throw one of those lines in, huh? of course. Anyway, so yeah, uh, and we've had the opportunity uh, to raise a beautiful family and to. Uh, uh, to, to see children and grandchildren uh, over all these years, and to uh, just uh, you know be, be blessed with everything that we've been able to uh, to have in our lives, and all I could say to you is thank you and happy anniversary, and um, and I I pray that things continue to be as wonderful as they are uh, for us and for our family and for this whole wonderful pursuit. A main to all those words that you've said. And, um, you know, Nachum, we've been, um, this is 40 years, even more years than we've been together. Yeah. You make me so proud every moment of every day, on the air and off the air. Your work and your dedication to the NASN network and its family does not stop. I'm honored to be a part of it. You have written a script like no other and have managed to perform it and live it with dedication and perfection and a love for the Jewish people. You have touched the lives of so many, so many that we know and even more than we don't. For all of this, my heart swells with pride and I am humbled and honored at the same time to stand by you throughout this journey. Please. As we begin this new year, may Hashem continue to give you the strength and health for the next many years for you, for you to continue this journey. I love you, and you really do make me so proud. Ah, thank you so much. Um, I don't know what to say in response to that other than everything you just said is so amazing and heartwarming, and all your wishes that you just expressed, I pray, come true, and that we can uh, do this together for many, many years to come. I mean, you only have six years because, as everybody knows, I am retiring in six years. <laughs> you continue a little longer. I'm up to six to the day. I think that your audience knows my um, retirement day better than I do. <laughs> um, but, That's um, actually true. If they've been paying attention. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> if they've been, I've been studying this. Believe you me, I've been studying it very carefully. Uh, and, of course, what Stacy's alluding to is that uh, the moment she retires, we're moving to Israel. The debate about whether she's retiring in 2027 or 2029 still goes on, but I do have a handle on the exact dates. Uh, we'll just see which one works out, uh, you know, practically. Um, 
but, but hopefully after that, hopefully even even in Israel, hopefully this will continue. That's the goal. And Amen. we'll go on for many years. Uh, Speaking of moving to Israel. Yeah. What do we, who do we have? Who do we have there? Oh, if Rummy's there? Yeah. Abraham. Booker Tobin, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you, Avram. <laughs> Avram, it's since 2005, Avrami. We were trying to guess earlier. Is it since 2005? Uh, yeah, November, uh, two th- November 2005. Unbelievable. So he has, been, he has been the backbone for 18 years, the backbone of this operation. And as I said earlier, an operation that just gets more and more complicated as we go along. And behind the scenes, there has to be somebody who's making sure that every minute of the Nahum Segal Network is accounted for. Avrami, all I could say is thank you. Uh, you have been uh, an incredibly dedicated friend, an incredibly dedicated staff member. And all I could say is thank you. Thank you for uh, what you've done and continued success for all of us. And, um, and the best for the brand new year for you and your family. We should continue to celebrate Smachot together. Amen. And it's actually been working out a little bit. I've been able to be... And you're a smachot in the States a little bit, as well as here. So that's been uh, working out well. Even more so in the future, uh, when you guys are actually able to uh, to make it home. In other words, you're welcome that we made a wedding five minutes from your house. You're welcome. <laughs> it was great. I, I actually have a friend who's making a wedding soon at a hall that's even a little bit closer. <laughs> oh, give wow. me a break. <laughs> Not that it's a competition or anything. <laughs> Thank you, Avram. Best to everybody in Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Mayor Furtick. 10,000 shows. There has to be one that stands out in your memory. For me, and it's not about me, but if you're asking my tenth, mine, it is the one that I first uh, was playing with my family's new stereo. I remember when stereo was a noun? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> oh, gosh. and I tuned in Mordechai Ben David and then you, all on the same frequency, 91.1. And I was in 10th grade, and I discovered something that changed my life. And for, if I have to very choose sh- one, that's it. Very shortly afterwards, you visited the radio yeah. station. Very shortly yes. afterwards. And, of course. So I was, I was 15. I was in 10th grade. Right. So that means that you were, what, 14? In that uh, area. Yeah, something like that. Um, so Mayer is the person who probably was the youngest of everybody to start yeah. with us, clearly. I mean, you were doing shows already. At 19. At 19 years old. Um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been quite a journey. And all I could say is thank yeah. you to you. As we uh, celebrate this occasion, 40 years it's here amazing. at JM and the AM. It certainly is. Rabbi Chaim Hagler is here. I don't know how he has a minute to leave Yeshivat Noam in order to join us this morning, but the student's loss is our gain, I can tell you that much. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Nachum, but I'll say I'm not really leaving Yeshivat Noam because um, your network has been a part of Yeshivat Noam since it began. Thank you. So I feel like this is an extension of Yeshivat Noam. I appreciate that. And we always tell the story how we were talking about Yeshivat Noam before it even existed on this uh, radio show and watched its growth through some very challenging early years, uh, certainly the early part when, <laughs> when it happened, when it opened right around 9-11. And, um, and all the way until today where you're embarking now on yet another expansion program, which is remarkable with what you're doing for Jewish education in this area. And it's uh, amazing that we have been able to continue this partnership both with what I do and with what you do, which is pretty cool. It has been amazing. And uh, one of the highlights of our 23 years was our 18th anniversary with your live show there um, that kicked it off. And that was uh, incredible as well. So of the 10,000, Rabbi Hagler's going with the live at Noam one. What do you think of that, huh? 
Oh, I have a bunch. Yeah, I know you have at least two more that I know you're going to mention for sure. <laughs> One is when you are our correspondent in JFK Airport on the day that Natan Sharansky landed in America. That is correct. That is correct. And by the way, you pulled he, he pulled off such a brilliant radio move that day, which I will never, ever stop thanking you for, ever. Because it was humanly impossible from the payphone that you were at. Yeah, folks, or payphones at one time. The payphone you were at at JFK it was humanly impossible for you to see through the thousands of people that were surrounding him. But you painted a picture on the air as if you were standing right next to him. I will never forget how you pulled that off. It was beautiful. I think that's because I climbed on top of the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get in a good order view. to see what was going on, but that was wonderful. You approached that with such a positive angle, and of course, the other one was the first live radio. ZK, you'll appreciate this first live radio show, unless someone can come up with another one, which I can't come up with. 1985 Thanksgiving morning at Lincoln Square Synagogue, a show that you coordinated. I obviously hosted, and again during the days when I still did shows on Thanksgiving Day, uh, this was live. <laughs> Weekend shows, I think. Correct, live from Lincoln Square Synagogue. Uh, and, uh, I mean, if, if you remember the day before, New York Telephone, which is the precursor of AT&T, whatever, you know, we were begging them to install this. And, and, de- and it was crazy, the Wednesday of Thanksgiving weekend, going through all this. And sure enough, somehow we pulled it off. And uh, there are people, Ellie Landau, shout out to you. There are people who remember Brian Thaw. Wow. Was he there? Brian, Brian was probably Brian there Brian was well, there. Yes. We're talking about 1985. Yeah. Ellie talks about that show. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. There were, there were a bunch of other people you could probably figure out for yourself. David Spira yeah, may have been at that show. Have, yes. Yes, that would make sense. Anyway, so uh, Daniel Gibber may have been at that show. Yes, uh, that makes sense. Ephraim Bedtime may have been at that show. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys may have been. Anyway, we're going back to Thanksgiving weekend, 1985. First live remote. Very, very difficult to set up compared to what you did this morning, ZK. Let me tell you, that was a challenge. I couldn't remember only the Thanksgiving shows that we did at the home. Right. I did do a lot of work on Thanksgiving. Yeah, come on. Homework Hotel. Anyway, Rabbi Hagler, thank you. No, we thank you, and we thank you for everything that you've done for the Jewish community. Thank you. Um, both here, um, locally, across the country, and across the world. Thank you very and much. It's been an honor and a pleasure and a privilege to have uh, been involved in some small way. I don't think a full 40 years, probably about 38 years. <laughs> um, well, we so met in the summer of, 90, uh, summer of 85? 81. No, 81. Wow. Talk I about, don't think I came to the first show until probably around 84, 85. All right. All right. Um, and it's, it's really been... Yeah, a, you're challenging Zoomer in terms of 38, 39. My father named me in my bris. I know. The truth is my father named him in his bris, so he has one up on you no matter what. Excuse me. What? First time I came to visit your father All right. in your house. He didn't name you. No, but he... Hagler. Right. That name Hagler was like, he couldn't believe it. Are you related to the legendary Haglers? And you were in like Flint ever since. Exactly. <laughs> With a blueberry pie yeah, from your my, mother. My mother's blueberry. My mother treated him like, like he was one of her kids. You know, I, 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 It was unbelievable. I got treated better if I brought you to the house. I'll tell you. Anyway, thank you, Rabbi <laughs> thank Hagler. Thank you very much. And Shana Tovah to you and the entire family. And a happy anniversary to us. And Rabbi Steve Berg Mazalta. is here. Mazalta. Rabbi Steve Berg is here all the way. From Jerusalem has regards for me from Gavriel Siegel. Absolutely. I said to Rabbi Berg, if you see a guy my height who looks like me walking <laughs> through the old city, there's a good chance it's Gavri, and you ran into him last week. Oh, you were there with him for Shabbos yeah, meal. Yeah, lunch and Shalshitas. Holy yeah, cow, you're yeah. taking good care of him. Yeah, it's great. Y- trying to brag that he's taking good care of my uh, son. <laughs> you're doing a great job there yeah, in the old city. Anyway, doing, thank he's you. doing great. Thank you very much. I assume things are wonderful at Aish. Yeah, thank God. Hopping. And I'm lucky that you happen to be in the United States today. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. because you're doing a tremendous amount of shuttling. Uh, yes, I came back from Israel on Sunday. I'm going back next week. But yeah, yeah. I'm so you're here, here for Rosh Hashanah, Baruch yeah. Hashanah. When I'm here, Poppy's is my home. So this is really perfect. I'll tell you, we have to coordinate schedules much better totally, than we have been. Totally. I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I'm sh- I'm shuttling in and out of here constantly. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, Rabbi Berg, your thoughts on this 40th anniversary? Do you have a particular show of the last 10,000 that you remember? With great fondness. Uh, so many, but for me, it was when you taped on the roof of Asia Torah right. overlooking Harabayas. That was, you With know, the some most... of the most spectacular photos we've ever yeah. taken. I mean, that was very, very, very special. That spot, that place where everyone comes together is amazing. But, but more than that, it's just thinking about all the thousands of kids in carpool that grew up with your show. You know, you gave parents the ability to put something on the radio other than whatever else was out there and so many children literally grew up with you in their car on the way to the schools i think that's probably absolutely terrific accomplishment you know be mechanic so many kids i appreciate that and uh there are and remember even newscasts in those days you couldn't listen to totally once the clinton era started that was it for that was it with keeping the news on in your in your car uh so yeah it was uh i hear that a lot obviously from <laughs> sometimes I don't like the way they put it, you know, when they when they're talking about growing up and they're already forty years old yep. and they grew up on JM and the AM. But it is flattering and wonderful, Baruch Hashem, and we'd be able to make an impact. And I also want to make one other comment about the show from Aish, because there were two shows that mm-hmm. were legendary from the Aish porch, and one of them was Anyo Mushalayim. Yep. Yep. And on that show, Mayor Weingarten of Blessed Memory did his colote, The Sounds of 1967, live on the air with me as I'm sitting wow, wow. at Aish. And he says to me on the air, Nachum, turn around, because what I'm about to describe happened on right that there. hill that yeah. you're looking at right now, yeah. which was remarkable and what great memories. Amazing. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I wouldn't have thought of it. And, of course, it's one of the most important sites where we've ever done a show and, and one of the most important shows we've ever done. Uh, so thank you, Roy Berg. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Hashem uh, should bless you with many, many Amen. more years of uh, inspiring the Jewish people. Amen. Thank you so much. Do you thank think you. they know their cousins? They do know their cousins, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah. Weddings we always run. Probably like fourth cousins. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, yeah. Swear, probably like fourth cousins if I had to get. Uh, and yeah. you're referring to Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax. Rabbi Rothwax, I hope you came here with special regards for me. I hope. Uh, I really hope so. The famous Baruch. I hope. I hope that Baruch Jungreis <laughs> checked with you in advance to see if you'd be coming here this morning. I hope. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now that he's thrilled that we mentioned his name on the okay, air. Okay, check. Check is right. Uh, how things going? It's a brand new school year. Baruch I mean, you know, uh, people expect a lot at this point from Sinai. Are they, uh, have they gotten off to a good start? Baruch Hashem. Really, really amazing start. We have uh, eight schools, 220 students, and thank God uh, – Try, trying to trying to uh, make sure that all of our kids are growing each day, yeah. but they're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about you and to be. Uh, and I appreciate host. that, but none of this is surprising because the uh, uh, the reality is that at this point, everyone knows what to expect from your organization and your staff. So at this point, uh, there's no doubt that school year has gotten off to a good start for Hashem. All right. Um, so, do you have a specific show or a moment or something you want to cite as we now? celebrate 40 years i i don't have a specific one but i can tell you that um as i was walking in here and rabbi berger was speaking and talking about the kids growing up um you know with you your voice in their in their head in the, in their carpools i can tell you i certainly have those memories um i i, I grew up in fairlawn and i and i drove down to uh kushner academy or what was called hebrew youth academy every day so it was a 40-minute drive 
and I, every single day, five days a week, three, well, not 365, but during the whole school year, um, you know, started off the this, this school year, the this school day in a really, uh, in a really positive way. So even you were one of those who grew up on JM in the AM. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I was, it's, it's really, and it's, it's a big deal. And, and Baruch Hashem, now that you've grown to, uh, to not just the waves, but the, the internet and being able to reach people internationally. Um, and just bring good, wholesome entertainment. Uh, I think is, uh, is really something that is certainly void in the world around us, and the people who appreciate it are soaking it up. So well, yeah, thank I you. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you for your good wishes. And you uh, what you're doing for our community. I, I know as a representative of a nonprofit what it means to have you as a voice in our community and to be able to give us a voice and to be able to help more people and to reach more people. And, um, and I, I want to just express the Ahakara Satov. It's really uh, something we never take for granted and very, very special. Appreciate it. I appreciate that very, very much. I'm wishing you a Shana Tova. Amen. Very successful 5784 for you, your family, and everybody at Sinai. Amen. Rabbi Yisrael, thank you. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax. Rabbi Goldwasser? Rabbi Goldwasser is with us live Hello. via telephone. And uh, Rabbi Goldwasser has Good morning, been... good morning. Good morning, Rabbi Goldwasser. And I remind everybody that Rabbi Goldwasser predates me at what we now call JM in the AM, which means if I'm here now 40 years as of today, Rabbi Goldwasser has been spreading Torah through these airwaves and the uh, digital waves for over 40 years. Rabbi Goldwasser, the partnership with you is one I treasure Thank you so much for uh, for everything you've done over these four decades. The way that I look at the 40 years, the ability that you have to bring Torah, to bring Yiddishkeit, to bring everything that we hold dear to the masses is unequaled by anybody else in the world. There is no one that has accomplished what you have over the 40 years. They say that 40 is the number of change. 40 days from the beginning of Elul to Yom Kippur. 40 days the flood was on the world to cleanse it, to purify it. 40 days we got to Torah, the world changed. The 40 years that you will continue until Mashiach will come has changed the world. You are a game changer for the entire world should just have the ability to continue. I cherish our Kesher. We are more than brothers, more than brothers. We should continue together to be Mezaka, the Rabbim, the Orech Yamim Tovim for many, many good years. I, I can't thank you enough, Rabbi. And I have to just mention that, and people don't know this, they, why would they know it? Uh, but you've become such an important uh, part of our family, have been there for us through some very, very difficult times. Um, and, and you know you know, you know what I think of Rabbi Goldwasser, by the way? You know what comes to mind? Not that this was such a difficult time. Thank God uh, I survived. But if you, were, you were, <laughs> if you remember that Sunday when I broke my shoulder about 20 years ago, the next day you, oh, yeah. the next day you were in my apartment to make sure I was able to put on tefillin properly. And I know it's a small little <laughs> gesture. People may not think it's a big deal, but I think it says a lot about our relationship, which I treasure so much. Thank you for everything to you, the Rebetzin, the extended family. We shall have a lot of great success and simcha over the next year. Amen, amen. Continued hatzlocha in all that you do. 
Amen. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. letting me be a small, small part of it. <laughs> my, my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Rabbi Goldwasser, of course, Thank everybody. You. Can't top Rabbi Goldwasser when it comes to uh, messages on the air. He's absolutely amazing. And I thank him for checking in. Obviously, Rabbi Goldwasser, every Monday through Thursday, actually every Sunday through Thursday with us at 7.30 in the morning here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Now, so I don't get yelled at, and since it's the last day of the Elul Show for Blowing, let's make sure to do the Elul Show for Blowing now. You have my thing up? We'll do the Elul Show for Blowing. Now, this will be, and by the way, you talk about different things that uh, we've presented over the last 10,000 shows. As you know, Mark... We do this, not that anyone is required to hear a show for today. We do it because this is what the Jewish people do in Elul, is they, they, they sound and listen to the chauffeur. So we make sure to sound and listen to the chauffeur uh, every single day during Elul. Obviously, tomorrow we won't do it because on Erev Rosh Hashanah, the custom is not to do it. Uh, but today concludes our Elul chauffeur blowing right here at JM in the AM. <laughs> The question is, how many of the 10,000 shows has Ralph Rosenbaum heard? How many of the 10,000 JM and the AMs of the last 40 years has our chairman, Ralph Rosenbaum, who, by the way, was very happy to see that our year-end campaign already went live yesterday. I heard you were uh, ecstatic about that. I totally was. And that you're trying to decide <coughs> how much of an ambassador you should be. Someone told me you were thinking of crazy amounts for this year for the 40th anniversary. Someone told me it was 50000 and someone said 72000 Then Yigal mentioned to me that you were thinking of 100000 for your page. I mean, my Ralph, how much more can you support us? How much more can you enthusiastically encourage us to continue our work? How many of the 10,000 shows have you heard? Tell me. Quite a number. Quite a number, I will say Probably that. Probably over 1,000. At least, at least. I mean, I started listening to you. Oh, way over 1,000. No, I've started listening yeah. to you basically a year after you. I, I, if you've been up here 49, I've listened to you for 39 years. Wow. I have to give a shout-out, and I already, I already told him I was, a gentleman by the name of Bert Falkenstein. He said to me, you want to hear somebody great? Listen to this. Listen to JM and the AM, Nachum Siegel. 39 years ago. At least 39 years ago. So I'm on a – I'm going into the city – Working, I'm putting you on a transistor radio on the bus from, from where I was living, from Matawan, Matawan, New Jersey, to the Port Authority, and I was listening to you on the radio. I was listening to you on, literally on the radio, as, and now we just use the phone and the, the Internet. So it, it, it was one of those. But, you know, it does not take it, – it's going to take longer than a, a – uh, it's going to take longer than a JMAM program to talk about your entire 40 years. You realize that. You realize how much – how much it is, and, and what you've done, what you've done for me. I mean, you had Rabbi Goldwasser on, on, on just now, and I was very thrilled that I finally got to meet him after listening to him for so many years. And the fact that, uh, I'm a, a little plug, he's going to be at the Young Israel v. Brunswick next Wednesday. So by all means, if you are Sponsored by the Rosenbaum well, family. I could say that. You I mean, don't you, you I, have to say it. I'm not saying it. I'm just I saying. I admire that you created this program for your stool every year I, during the Sarah's Made Shuba. I, I do that for you. I do that because you, your, your introduction and how you did it and, how, and, and what you've done for uh, me and my wife to, 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 get, to, to get to know him and the type of person he is. So if you really want a good, meaningful uh, drusha, 
Come, come next Wednesday An night. An injection of inspiration right. next that's Wednesday it. night that's at right. 7.30, 7:30 right? 7.30. That Young is Israel correct. of East Brunswick. That is correct. And we were talking about the page. I'm going to say, I, no, no, you were talking, I'm changing, changing I just subject. like driving you nuts. Yeah, that's all right. You were talking about the page. I'm very serious now. All the retirees out there, all the retirees that have to take required minimum distribution. I'm doing a little counting here yeah, now. Yeah. I'll have to take required yeah, yeah. minimum distribution. Which I hope is a good number of people out there. I hope it's, I a, hope. I hope it's a good number of people. But if you have, to, if all of a sudden you don't need the money to live on, right, quite seriously, right. pick up the phone to me. There is a way to give the money to Nachum and not be taxed on it. So just for that reason alone. Right. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Right. That is correct. That is a great way to, great way to go. And I'll a great tell way. you. This man, he <laughs> finds every creative way to support our system here. Absolutely. Amazing. Any other creative ideas or that's uh, it so that, far? That is basically <laughs> Basically, I'll come up, I'll come up with more as, as, as I want to take along. this opportunity to thank you. Uh, it's no secret that, you're, uh, in addition to being a great supporter, you and your wife, B, have been incredible friends of our family and of this network and everybody who's here today. So thank you very much for all of that. I appreciate that. And there's one, one sure. other thing. Because of you, because of you, I will, st- I will give a shout-out. I've gotten very friendly, and, you, and everybody on, this, on the uh, broadcast listening knows who I am referring to because all I'm going to say is I've gotten friendly with Listener Cena. <laughs> that's all. Uh, that's all I'm going to say is Listener Cena, and because of her, we've become very good friends. Very nice. So I, I thank you for that as well. <sighs> thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Best to you and your family for I five, will. seven, eight, four. Amen. And we should continue to move forward with great success here after forty years of JM and the AM. Wow. Very good. Hard to believe. Where are we going, Zoomer? Let's say it again. Yeah, please. Are you kidding? Doctor Zamek has arrived. And I'm not giving Mark a special moniker. Mark ain't no PhD. Mark ain't no medical doctor. Uh, although sometimes he knows what's best for me, so you may, you may say, hey, maybe he is a medical doctor. But doctor, the actual Dr. Zomik, Mark's father, who, uh, gosh, knows my family for God knows how long, uh, is here celebrating with us, and I thank him. I'm sure your parents were at his wedding. So uh, That's right. Um, Holy cow. I was what year was the wedding? 1964. Um, Who babysat I, for me while they went to the wedding? Yeah, I need that's to know. A good question. <laughs> um, although no, wait, maybe wait. What, what date was he all born? I just heard his March 20th. Oh, so it was early. Oh, my mother may have been in the hospital. Was, was, exactly. <laughs> Very no, it good. It was the end of the year. Very good calculating was, uh, there, Zoomer. Um, I will say I've said it on the air a number of times. Certainly during the summer when his yard site is, um, of all the people who never heard me on the air, who would have. Um, gotten nachas of all that I do on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's my father's grandfather, my great-grandfather, um, Max Berg, who sat by the radio all day and listened to Jewish music. And, wow. uh, and when he passed away, my grandmother gave me tape. He had recorded on the little cassette recorder off of the radio. So there's a, a tremendous yichus in our family of music, and Jewish music specifically, that's handed down generation to generation. So uh, I'm happy to be part of that Masora. And I trace it back there amazing stay with us for this conversation because ley katz is here we mentioned earlier well not only is he a great leader here in teaneck new jersey and somebody who takes the jewish community and the general community very very seriously and he should be commended for that um in addition to that he doesn't like when i say this but he was there for me at a very very difficult time i've used the expression you know i don't throw these expressions around Lightly, I've used the expression that he saved my life. He'll argue with me that maybe he didn't, uh, but nonetheless, with all and by the way, he was part of the planning committee for this morning's celebration. 
Uh, I don't think you would have moved forward without speaking with Ellie so first, it was right? Probably my first or second call. So, so and, and he hosted us for lunch on Shabbos, even to make it easier. <laughs> to ease you into the situation, Ellie Katz. Just right over the fence. Welcome back to JM and the AM. Thanks for welcoming us to Teaneck in more ways than one. Thank you very much for having me. It's a real honor. 10,000 shows. Do you have a particular one that you remember? Yeah. I know which one you remember. You remember the first one I did at my temporary space across the street here in this building when you came in and wanted to knew that I was not in the best frame of mind because of all the circumstances that surrounded it. So what did you do? You presented me with a, with a sign that said live on air, and you hug it on the door, and you said, you can't do a radio show from here without one of these. That was it. That was the You mark. always find the little things to make someone happy. You were back on the horse right there. Mavish, back on the horse. that light went on that said live on air. So thank God for that. But uh, no, that's not the most memorable ones, I have to tell you. I mean, yes, that certainly was a very significant one. Um, but uh, when I first opened up Chopsticks about 26, 27 years ago, I got a phone call from uh, my neighbor, my friend, um, the chairman, Mark Zomick. And he said, listen, we have this guy, Matis, and he's got some <laughs> birthday, and he doesn't like dairy. So would you mind doing a breakfast for the Nachum Siegel show? I was like, sure, when is it? You know, and, and the said, only person to eat breakfast that said, morning was Matis. <laughs> he said, it's 6 a.m. I said, sure, where is it? says it's in Jersey City. You just have to be there at 5 a.m. And I'm thinking, how do I get my chefs to come in at 4 a.m. so I could leave at 4.30 to be there at 5? So it was not such an easy task. I can't believe that you wake up every single morning at this time, the 4.30, 5 o'clock time, to entertain uh, and to educate and to give back to the Jewish community the way you have over these last 40 years. I appreciate I, that. I had trouble doing it that one time, and then it became an annual celebration, which I was really honored to be able to do. Yeah, that Mata's birthday never left the calendar, did it? We had to, every year we had to bring I those beef. I still try to glom free Chinese food the on the beef. Thursday in uh, March. <laughs> the <laughs> beef egg rolls and all the different meat items that he insisted on having. Anyway. And, and, and I would say, honestly, we, at least we all had lunch that day. That yeah, was no but question. not breakfast. Only Mata's ate at 6 in the morning. Anyway, a, uh, what can I say? I thank you. I thank you. Wishing you a happy, healthy, sweet 5784. I, I feel the need to point out that uh, you were there for us many, many times over the last 40 years, but in no way more than the last couple of years, which uh, uh, really led to eventually building a permanent space in Teaneck, New Jersey, something that you demanded 30 years ago, but That's I never acquiesced until God made it the right situation. I've been asking you to move for 30 years. It's unbelievable, but God put us together at the right time, and... Uh, Teaneck is, is fortunate to have you here. I appreciate we that. Really and I also, I want to point out that your associate, uh, Thomas Bodie, yes. has been an incredible friend, somebody who, just like yourself, really helped me through a very, very difficult time. I always acknowledge him uh, publicly. He's here, in fact, right in front of me and taking great nachas. Does he know what nachas is? He knows what nachas is, right? Oh, yes. He has great nachas in what's happening here this morning. And as I always remind him, Ellie, there's only one problem with Thomas. He doesn't pray hard enough for the Yankees. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I don't know. <laughs> he's praying a lot. I called him this morning. I said, listen, I have to go to Nachum. Would you mind meeting me there so I can give you some of my stuff? He said, no, well, I, do I have time to finish praying? <laughs> How do you like that? I said, Thomas, finish praying, please. With all that, you'd think the Yankees wouldn't be in last place. But all right, we'll deal with that another you day. You know, people only look at what what's there. They don't see what could have been there. Had Thomas not been praying, you know where the Yankees would have been? 
even worse than they the might Arnett. not even been on the map. Right what a perspective, okay. Ellie. The man is so positive. It's incredible. Right. So thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Thomas. And uh, and Mazel Tov. Thank you. And, and Mazel- thank you to Yaakov and everybody at Poppy's. This is great. You know I what love- Yaakov's attitude is? Come in and do whatever you want. Come in and do it. And look, what and we look de- at this place. Decorated this, and, this and place commemorative. This looks like Rockefeller Center, NBC's live studio. <laughs> commemorative popcorn and mugs and gifts. I mean, this is unbelievable. Just a if, if you're listening and you didn't stop here at Poppy's to say congratulations to Nachum, you still have time. This is the place to come. This is the place to be. And this is the place to see Nachum and thank him in person for all the amazing work you do for our community. Thank really, you. you know, you thank us, but the reality is we do it because we want to help you, want to help you help the whole community. Much appreciated. We're a small piece of the puzzle. Thank you, Ellen. A rung on the ladder. And continued success with everything and the best thank for you. the brand new year for you and your family. Amen. Thank you. You as well. Thank you very much. Ellie Katz, everybody. Very important uh, day today as we celebrate 40 here at JM and the AM. A real milestone day, and uh, he's one of the people that has been so important over the last 40 years in getting to this point. We are celebrating JMM's 40th anniversary and over 10,000 shows, which is a remarkable number to even consider, frankly. And uh, we're here at Poppy's in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. We'll be here until 9 o'clock. Invite everybody to come and participate and to tell us what your memorable, never-to-be-forgotten show was of the last 10,000 of the last 40 years, is there one in particular that stands out to you? Can people still go to NahumSiegel.com? NahumSiegel.com on the homepage. And the Facebook. Facebook Live still going? Facebook Live is still going. Facebook and Live. it's also on our NahumSiegelNet uh, channel on the YouTube. Holy cow, we're all over the place, ZK. Simulcasting everywhere. That's what I was busy with. It was like I haven't touched that in a little bit. So Trust I me, <laughs> I, I have no criticism. I know you're doing an amazing job at all this. Uh, a, a very, very big... Uh, development, and that is that we are on major uh, platforms this morning, including YouTube, Nahum Siegel Net, including Facebook Live, Nahum Siegel Network, and including, of course, our homepage at NahumSiegel.com. I want to take this opportunity to welcome to the airways Mr. Mark Wolf, somebody who is a great friend of this network, uh, somebody who has uh, multiple leadership positions in the Jewish community nationwide, as we know, and somebody who is uh, uh, a great friend and someone who appreciates what goes on here on a daily basis. Mark Wolf, a, an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. One second, I apologize. I apologize. We're, we'll get you on in just a second. Wow, after 40 years, everyone who asks the question, has it ever, any question that starts with has it ever, in reference to has it ever happened on JMN, the answer is always yes, because we have been through every possible technical glitch. What do we got? Uh, Mark Wolf, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning and Shana Tova, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Great to have you on, and wonderful to uh, greet you this morning. Uh, I don't know if you have a favorite show of the last 10,000 shows, the last 40 years of JMN, but one thing you certainly know is that uh, in many different ways, people can impact what goes on in the Jewish world. And to be recognized by you and uh, people like yourself uh, as, uh, as a force, as a medium, that has enhanced the Jewish community is absolutely wonderful. What are your thoughts on this 40th anniversary of JM in the AM? 
Not there? All right, we'll have to. Well, first of all, I want to just wish you and all your listeners a and should be a peaceful, healthy year ahead. And I just want to thank you for what you do because. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we hear you. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm not sure what you heard, but first I want to wish everyone a Shana Tova, a happy, peaceful year. And I just want to thank you for what you do because as much as uh, there's so many uh, challenges we face as a community, um, the fact that you bring everyone together and we talk about issues and we, we, we communicate as a family, that's something very important. And as some of our biggest challenges are just within our own community. So thank you for what you do in, in, in bridging that and helping making that happen. I greatly appreciate that. I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Thank you for your friendship, your support, your encouragement, and we're going to make a commitment to keep on going strong here at JM in the AM. Because of the one here? Ah, okay. And thank you very, very much. All right, so we will continue with more coming up here at JM and the AM as we celebrate our 40th anniversary. I, uh, y- you have no idea, you have no idea what it's like for me to see you walk into this building. You have no idea. I hope people, I, I don't know if you know that I was trying to reach you over the last few weeks, maybe not. Uh, probably a lot of people were trying to reach you over the last uh, few weeks. I'm referring to David Winter, who is here. Uh, always figures out a way to stand out, and in this case, brought an SN 40th anniversary cake with him. And, uh, and for obvious reasons, the reason I was trying to reach out to you is because of the passing of your father. Now, your father, Mr. Cy Winter, just so people understand, that if you all still tuned in, he'll agree with me 100%, was a father to more than just the four Winter boys. Cy Winter was a father to all of us, all of us in high school, all of us he came across, over the years, when I got to my father's funeral in 2008 in Jerusalem, right? We travel Saturday night. We land Sunday night in Israel. And I get to Sanhedria, to the cemetery. The first person I see is your father, who, of course, felt the closest to us and the family to be there and to, uh, and to do what he could to comfort us. Anyway, David Winter, welcome. Butterflake? Butterflake? Butterflake Bakery said, say it again? The Heisler family at Butterflake Bakery have sent over the 40th anniversary cake. And I'm laughing because now really everything will come full circle because who do we have with us via telephone? The king of schlock himself, Lenny Solomon. And I guarantee you as he hears the fact that you're here in this, in this temporary studio, I'm sure he's shepping some nachas. Lenny, are you there? I, I am here, but can you hear me? I hear you. Can you hear us? I hear you fine. So David cool. David Winter's here. That makes your day, I'm sure. It it, it chokes me up. I mean, I have been trying to talk to David. <laughs> I, I have to talk to Dr. Dean. <laughs> well, he's here. Uh, King of Schlock, you have a favorite show of the last 10,000? Every time I came in. As <laughs> simple as that, right? Thank you, David. It was the best. It was the best. <laughs> There was no better time than coming into the studio and spending an hour to an hour and a half 
and having to fight the traffic and get through all those people that were trying to see who the king of Schlag really was. <laughs> and I always thank you very much. We saw each other in Israel, right? Sorry, Lenny. We were, I'm just to speak to somebody else here. Thank you so much. Best regards to your family and a happy, healthy New Year. Lenny, uh, I used to joke when you would come to the studio how the paparazzi wouldn't let you through to the front door on Montgomery Street, right? <laughs> and I think some people actually believe that. But the truth is the truth is, we always paid proper respect to the king of schlock. When the king arrived, we always had the uh, – we were always on our best behavior or our schlockiest behavior, whichever one. <laughs> and we had a, a – a, a million conversations over the last 40 years about your music and about music in general uh, and a lot of great memories, to say the least. Plus, all the times I was on stage with you, Lenny, all the times I had an opportunity to welcome you to the stage, whether it was at a camp or at a major concert hall or, you know, for a shul, always something. Hearing about you traveling around the country and getting to all 50 states. There was always some – me and you competing who can, get to, who can get to the most Facebook friends first. And there was right. always, always some shtick going on between me and you. So I have great memories as we commemorate – the 40th here at the JM and the AM. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. I, I love you guys, and I love having been with you since 1984. I mean, uh, I remember, you know, when you were at YUR also. Yeah. I mean, Lenny knows that. I know Lenny long enough where I remember when Lenny thought he would be an accountant. That's how long I know Lenny. <laughs> way before right. way before Schlockrock. <laughs> so. It's true. Uh, there you go. Anyway, Lenny, thanks for checking in from the Holy Land. Have a My, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. You too, and bracha and hatzlacha for everything and another 40 years. Amen to that, brother. Another 40 is right. JM and the AM are celebrating 40 here at Poppy's in, uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, celebrating over 10,000 shows. How are things going so far, Mark Zomik? Things going all right? Anybody want to? Anybody else want to add anything to our conversation? Feel free, as we celebrate here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Mayor Fertig is here. What do you think of the air conditioning at uh, Poppy's? It's very comfortable. Is it? It's very comfortable. In here. If you're saying that, yeah. then hey, it's lovely. You're the expert air conditioning person. Nobody knows cooling like you do. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> done a full inspection here. Thank right? you again, very, very much. Thank you. Do you really see yourself doing this at 101? Well, because he said another 40. Yeah. I mean, that's a shame, I always, but I don't know I, if you want that. I always think – here's the, here's what I've been thinking. Yeah. And Zomic won't be shocked that I've been thinking about this 10 years in advance. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself that I should force retire at 70. Okay. Well, that's who's, what who's I the think. designated successor? I don't know if there needs to be a successor. I don't know if we're going to be in that type of market where it's that vital that someone actually do this live every day. I'm not sure. Hmm. But I think forced retirement at 70, and, 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 and I know that at 70 I will be struggling with, you know, because I, I do honestly believe that if the yeah. show didn't exist, people would be deprived of certain things. I mean, yes. people, people, there are people who are just completely dependent on this show. Look, you don't, you don't need us to tell you about all the, all the different things, all the different aspects that are, that are so important to people. I mean, just, just, just every Friday, the information they get from your conversations right. with Malcolm. So I don't know um, if I can uh, – I, I don't – oh, ZK's going to love this. Icing on the court. You saw that coming, right? Icing for the 40 – they'll leave that here. I got to take that home. Are you kidding? I just have to make sure it doesn't ruin ZK's equipment. Um, Look, I get it, and there, and there are people that are 
th- that are the way you just described, and I get the whole thing. But, it, you know, I also wonder, you know, at that point what the market's going to be like. But we'll f- I guess we'll, we'll worry you, about do that. Do you give too. up Jamie the AM first, or do you give up the Yamad first, or Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, as we talked about I was before. thinking about that, because tomorrow night, of course, is going to be Rosh Hashanah. And I was thinking about that. And, and the other day, when Shlomo Katz was on the other day, I said to him, um, I said to him, because hopefully we'll be neighbors soon, soon meaning in the next five to seven years. And I said to him, the only thing is I may have to fly back for Yom Kippur. I think, I think Rabbi Siegel actually said that to me at one point in the last 10 years when I started the whole Aliyah conversation. I think he said to me, Rosh Hashanah, I can figure out. Yom Kippur, you got to come back. So. <laughs> we have a, a, a number of Balai Tefillah in Ashurin where I grew up. But one in particular, I remember, I actually talked to him recently about it, who when he was 60, he said, I'm not dominating Yemtif anymore. Right. Um, and so I had a conversation with him recently as I get closer to that milestone. Right. Like, well, what? I'll let you know Monday. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know Monday. I'll see how, <laughs> how this one goes now that I've hit that milestone. Uh, who do we have here in his NSN, in his NSN shirt? Baruch Matas Chaim. Is that? Wait a second. This guy looks so familiar to me. One second. Hang on. He looks so familiar to me. One moment. I think this is the guy. Remember when we did the fundraising marathons at WFMU? I remember. And there was this glass between where you and I sat and then the rest of the crowd and the phone room and everything. Remember that? Yes. So there was one primary person who was on the other side of the glass directly in front of me. Do you remember that? Yes. I think this is that guy. That's the, guy with the, cal- the guy with the main event calculator? Correct. I, in fact, he may have the main event calculator next to him. And his NS shirt looks ten times better than my NS shirt. This guy came prepared for today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot possibly speak more lovingly about yet another lifelong partner in, uh, in this pursuit. And that is, of course, the aforementioned and incredible friend, Matis Weingast. Matis! <laughs> Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning, Nachum. You are <laughs> amazing, amazing, and uh, <laughs> it's such an honor to be part of this uh, this gathering and the celebration. It's it's absolutely wonderful. I, I can fit into the shirt now, which is a good thing. <laughs> we mentioned before <laughs> the honor of it being uh, live. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention. I've been listening since uh, since the beginning of the show, and the wonderful words that Mark said in the very beginning, and and talking about the show. But one thing in particular, I wanted to mention that. You've kept up the medium of radio. It's beautiful to see all this live, and it's beautiful to see that. But radio is not something necessarily that people um, are, you know, are, are looking at now as much or listening to as much. But it's important because when you're listening on the radio, you can focus on what's being said and the discussion and whatnot, as opposed to when you're looking at something. You know, your mind looks to different people in the room and things like that. So that's one of the things that I think for the last 40 years and to continue, you've, you've kept up nicely. Well, Matis. Yeah, go ahead, Zoomer. I, I think as a nod to the future, he's going to continue doing the same show, but we're just going to call it a podcast. <laughs> and this way everybody will think it's uh... – Never. <laughs> Never. That new thing that they come up with. You know, uh, when I was, uh, again, listening and thinking of the best shows around – the last 10,000 or so shows, one of them comes to mind uh, the uh, the first time you did a marathon uh, fundraiser. Oh, my gosh. How did we not mention day. that show this morning? Holy cow. <laughs> how do we not mention that show this morning? 
Mat- Matis is. It, it was what? It was, I assume it was May of 1984, right? May of 1984. Yeah, I, I believe so. And you know, it was a fundraiser because uh, that was the way to bring thing, bring money in. And at the end of the show, you know, you're screaming, "Did we do it? Did we get it? We hit nineteen thousand dollars!" And uh, and it was, you know, euphoric. But not just because of the money, but it also meant the support was there because the community was there, and that was really important for that first year. Two things I remember about that. First of all. Uh, <laughs> I went over to your house. You remember this? I went over to your house that weekend on Sunday. I, it was it wasn't good enough on the phone. I had to go to his house to actually listen to the cassette recording of the end of that show five hundred times. We listened to it over and over and over. The other thing I remember about that marathon, I'll never forget this. And for those of you who wonder when we fundraise why we do it a certain way. I'll never forget this. In 1984, I'm 20 years old, and uh, and the last that was a five day marathon. On Thursday night, I'm all despondent. We were at the twelve thousand dollars, right? And I'm all despondent, and and I'm trying to stick with the WFMU marathon format. What is the WFMU marathon format, Matis? Basically, three four songs, then do some pitching and play another half hour of music, right? And I'm trying to stick with that format, be a team player, right? My late brother sits me down and he says, if you don't ask people for money, they are not going to give money. So we changed format for that Friday morning with me yelling and screaming about how everybody has to give. And we end up making half the money of the marathon that morning, or at least a significant amount. That's, those are the two of the things I remember from that experience as we go back. Oh, my gosh. We go back 40 years Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, another thing about the 40 years, you know, um, you can you can do a job for 40 years and, and you know, make widgets uh, for 40 years. And you've accomplished a lot. You've had a job and you retire and you move on. But here, the 40 years, it's not just that you're doing this for 40 years. You are still keeping this fresh. I mean, we, we talk about nostalgia, but we have, uh, you know, over over the decades, new families have come up new generations have grown up around us and around you and doing the show and uh yet you still keep it fresh you still keep it relevant and that's extremely important also yeah you know i am laughing now (laughs) you know now you start to reminisce i knew it ended up being a morning of reminiscing which is great but but i'm now thinking of all the times that matis had to intervene when I would do something stupid on the air, and, and you know which one I'm thinking of right now? There was once a... Uh, there were so many. I there, there were many. There, there was... Uh, I, I can't even say... I, I get a pachad in my body. I, get, I, get, I start shaking when I even think about this episode. Yeah. But there was one time where something terrible happened in Israel. And someone called and said, you should really be talking about this. And I said something like, well, now it's time to you know, raise money for the radio station. <laughs> Matis had to do damage control on the air like you never heard before. Nahum, you may have earlier alluded to the fact that we're raising money, but let me give you an update about what's going on in a very serious situation. That's just one of the times, but there were others also. There were others where you had to step in and and explain to people, okay, he you know he's he's going off his rocker, but let me explain to you exactly what's going on. And most of it was when was when I would go on one of my tirades about people supporting the show. And you would then have right. to sort of, you know, bring everyone back to the point of, 
you know, we're not criticizing you. We're not, even though it sounds like Nahum's really upset at you. We're not criticizing. We're just trying to strongly suggest that. You know. So he was there to do a lot of damage control. Well, th- thankfully, thank God, Mark was there also all the time to. Uh, yeah, but that was not sure Mark. In all fairness, that was not Mark's role. Mark was never. Mark was never turned to to apologize to the I audience. Was the opposite. Right. I, exactly. I was doing the Mark was never turned to to apologize to the audience the way you had to. <laughs> I do think we got. Would give a look. Mark would give a look. Yeah, and it's like what he he give guidance, but that was not. No, I do think that that we learned how to consciously. We talked about it a little earlier. How to consciously control, you know, especially during the fundraiser, not to. Well, how could you not bring this up on the air? Okay, you know, and then and then we stopped telling you stuff. Are you kidding me? That was maybe the biggest that was backstage the best move ever. That was maybe the biggest backstage conversation Mayor Weingarten and I ever had. Well, I, somebody had died during the marathon at eight thirty, right. and he insisted on telling you, and right. I insisted on not letting him tell you. Right. Don't right. say a word. Right. Don't say and a word. And that was smart. By the way, a uh, shout out to Ellie Whitecats. I remember that breakfast and having slice <laughs> shakes for breakfast. Yeah, the one thing Mattis remembers Crazy. from those days is the delicious meat of breakfast. Course, or of one of your campuses. Uh, but here. you know something? Over the course of time, also, to a certain extent, uh, Thank you. this show, to a great extent, this show defines your life, uh, and that's the way it should be. I mean, that's, that's what you've done and built up. But it also defines other people's lives. It defines my life to a certain extent. Um, I mean, family defines life first. But when you go around the world, and we've all experienced this, and you're someplace you don't expect anybody to know who you are, and suddenly somebody hears your name or your voice and say, hey, weren't you on the radio this morning? You know, things like that. And uh, you know that's a good feeling. Matas, what was the through... th- what was the Thailand story? Didn't you once call Chabad of Thailand? Yes. And... Sure. After the tsunami in Thailand, I was working for a school, a Jewish school, and uh, we wanted to collect some money and give tzedakah to the directly to the uh, people in Thailand to Chabad because they were doing such an amazing job. And as you may remember, the Queen of Thailand honored them the year later. Right. So I called the Chabad rabbi in Thailand. And uh, I called the office, and the Chabad rabbi answered. And he told me, yeah, you can send money to a bank in America, and we'll get the money and whatnot. And I said, okay, do me a favor. When you get the money, if you don't mind sending a thank you email to me, and I gave him my name. Without missing a beat, this is the morning, this is like 12 hours after the tsunami hit. He goes, Matis, um, you weren't on the show this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking Unbelievable. about? Unbelievable. Matis, stay but, there. You know, Can we keep Matis on? Yeah, of course. Matis, stay there. We have another special guest with us via telephone. And I'm told it's Simon. Simon, are you there? It's, it's, it's me. How you doing? But not Simon. Oh, it's not Simon. It? I know whom. Is it Josh? <laughs> Yeah. I apologize. I, I, apologize. Just, I saw the Israel. I apologize no, both to okay. you. I have to say, Matis and Nahum, it's like being at a wedding and you have that circle and you don't know when to jump in. <laughs> you know, you don't know if it's a jump in. Is it a family circle? Is it the Harusa circle? <laughs> Am I allowed to come in yet or not? So I'm just waiting on the side until well, someone pulls me David in. David Bashevkin talks about doing the, the Rebbe dance. You have to be, well, no, 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 I, you can't, you know, like there were certain things you can't do. So I get it. I apologize. Well, I could go on with Matis for the next few hours. So I, 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 no, I, I, I got the queen of Thailand. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that you're with us. Uh, it is, of course, Rabbi Yoshua Fass. Rabbi Josh Fass is the co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. 
Talk about partnerships. You know, it's funny. I just wrote something about partnerships uh, regarding JM and the AM, and the actual partners, uh, Matis, Mark, our entire staff, they didn't make it into that chapter. It was more of a partnership, you know, on-air partnerships that I was discussing in this article. And you're, of course, one of the people that I cited. And I, uh, I can't thank you enough for this partnership because you've given us an opportunity uh, to, uh, to, uh, to bring people closer to Israel. Simple as that. And I don't just mean physically. And all the times we've had an opportunity to be on a plane together and to escort North American Olim. I'm talking about uh, how we've been able to bridge the gap between Israel and diaspora uh, because of our partnership, meaning me and you. So it's something I cherish very okay. much. I'll wish you a happy 40th anniversary as well. Uh, because you're such a big part Happy of this. Happy 40th. You don't look a day over 30. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and no, but I, it's not a partnership. It, it's it's it's, it's, it's not only a kindred spirit of Yedidei Nefesh. I think we're just so fused with um, our passion of this connection between the, our worlds and uh, building this incredible miracle that we have. And we've saw eye to eye for over 20-something years. And you have been, sometimes you've been the, the code, the voice for uh, like a, almost a Moshe Aharon relationship of being and you having been able to be the megaphone for just such an incredible, critical, critical mission. So uh, with all my love and all my support and all my recognition, appreciation of it. Well, thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you for participating, and thank you for your good wishes, and you and your family should have a happy, healthy, sweet new oh, year. Man. And, and we're, we're going to be there soon enough. You, right. you know in the next couple of months you'll see us in Jerusalem again, please, God. I can't wait. Everyone, and you especially, and all your listeners, should have a Shana of Biut, of Bracha, of Shalom, of Shleimut, of Shalva. And uh, a life and a year of purpose and inspiration and creativity. And a year that we grow spiritually and connect to our homeland. Thank you so much. Shana Tava, Rabbi Fass. Shana Tava, Yedidi. Bye-bye. Good luck. Hard for me not to get emotional when he's on, I'll tell you. Hard to me not to be emotional when I speak to him in his office. So imagine how, how it is on the air, frankly. Uh, Robert Katz is here. Yet another dedicated staff member who goes way way back with me we were at that you sound a- like a home run way back we were at that aforementioned wyur together in 1981 wow you actually were there at the very beginning of my radio career you really were there at the beginning because obviously simcha it's with stretch simcha with stretch you remember that thursday, thursday night? nights five to seven. no thursday night 10 p.m you don't think I'm getting prime time? Come on. Right away? <laughs> 10 o'clock? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One could who argue. Who is listening on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock? <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you the five people who are listening. <laughs> I know all five. Trust me. I'm indebted to them for life. I can tell you that much. Anyway, uh, not only were we together then, I always argued that I was the second most talented person at WYUR. That was always my contention. You're not going to argue with me, huh? <laughs> At this point, you're supposed to say, no, no, what are you talking about? You were much more talented than me. Come on, Rob. <laughs> That's, um, you know what? There are givers and takers in this world, as we've learned, you and I. That's an understatement. Uh, I will be a taker uh, on this end and say thank you for the comment. Are you kidding me? I always said that. I was the second most talented person there. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. I will say it unequivocally. You, you are clearly 
far friendlier than I am. <laughs> far more social. I was talking than about I am. raw talent. Far Come more on. social than I am. And then you went ahead and not only became a substitute host at JM and the AM, uh, but you you actually became the answer to a trivia question for a while. Who did the Yoma Zikaron show every single year on JM and the AM? Which even the expert JM and the AM fans were stumped on. You should know that is how seamlessly you went ahead and created that slot for yourself. Well, I, I didn't do it for myself. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, okay, we don't do we we never did anything. I don't think we did much for ourselves. <laughs> That's an understatement. Especially you, or over the years, and this isn't about me. Thank you for the compliment, but this is about you. So, um, and it's about your 40 years of, of invest. I will never forget your brother's, uh, your brother Nate's comment at your 30th birthday party. 30th birthday? Yeah, which was probably. That's like a few years ago. That was your 10th anniversary, probably your 10th right. anniversary. Also celebration where he got up and he said that besides the prime minister of Israel. <laughs> he said this at that party? Yes. Oh, you know the line? <laughs> Of course, I know the line. Okay, well, I'm I didn't sorry. Think he said it at that party. He said it at the party, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really great insight." Can I finish the thought? Yes. Thank you for interrupting. That um, aside from the prime minister, aside of Israel, from the prime minister of Israel, no single Jew in this world, besides Nachum Spiegel, Siegel, talks to more Jews any in any given day. Right. The line is Nachum uh, Siegel speaks to more Jews than anyone else except for the Prime Minister of Israel. How outrageous a line is that? I think it's, Matis, br- I think it's brilliant. Matis, can you apologize for Rabbi Siegel, please, to the audience that he went ahead and made that observation? <laughs> let, me just, let, me just say, let me just say this about you. Yes. Everyone compliments your voice. Everyone compliments your... No, there are people who don't your, like my voice. There gift, are people. There, gift, are, gift, there are naysayers out there. Gift, of course, there are naysayers <laughs> out there. This is... Read read your book and then read my book. So, <laughs> but... Um, if yours comes out first, I'm no, in no, big no, trouble. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, you, trouble. I'm giving you the covet of you putting yours out first. But everyone talks about your voice... And everyone talks about your gift of gab, and everyone talks about your interviewing skills. Um, I had a thought the other day that we always talk about, you know, how many listeners you have. Do you know who the best listener is of all? Who? Oh. You. Why do and that's that? what makes you so great. Well, thank you. That's what makes you so great. In this world, there's not enough listening. And when I think about how much you've listened to over the years, how much important insight important information and also not so important information but people thought it was important and you made them feel important by listening how much you've even right now you're quiet you're listening to what i'm saying and that's making me feel good (laughs) because you're an amazing listener so of all the listeners of jm and the am in the top 40 over the last 40 years i hereby declare that the nachum siegel network and jm and the am's greatest listener is nachum siegel Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. And of course, now I can't say anything. There you I, go. I have to continue listening. There you go. And what do we have here, Mark? Um, okay. And that's all I wanted to say. You know I love you, and you know I'm amazed um, at who you are, and uh, you're the best darn listener in the world, and I, and, and I thank you for that. Thank you. And we much. all should thank you for that. Thank you very much. Shana Taval Matuka. Happy, healthy, sweet new year to you and your family. You certainly deserve it. I'll tell you that much. Randy Wartelski is here. There was a time when, uh, when she had quite a presence on JM in the AM. By the way, Robert Katz is such a tough act to follow. Can I just say you took the words right out of my mouth? <laughs> 
Is that, is that so eloquent? Will that will that be sufficient if Randy says that? Uh, thank you for being here today. Happy birthday to thank you. Thank you for bringing. Oh, thank you for remembering today's my birthday. Oh, of course. Happy happy anniversary to you. Thank you for bringing the party to Teaneck. Yeah, you got the it. local party. So, what are your thoughts of the last ten thousand shows in the last forty years? So, first of all, I got my first uh, driving ticket ever in Jersey City <laughs> when. I came to the studios and I made a U-turn because I just couldn't find the building. And I got my first, that was a very humbling experience. But um, all joking aside, I remember when I first was speaking with you. First, my connection to you came through Mayor Fertig. Well, we were connected for a long time before that. But my professional connection came through Mayor Fertig. Thank you. And uh, at the time when we were talking, Mayor was like, you know, Nahum's a little busy right now. I don't know if he's going to be able to get back to you right away. We were trying to set up an interview. And then the triplets were born. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I guess I understand now why he was so busy. But coming <laughs> to... It, it took till now to mention the show about the triplets being born. It's amazing. It just doesn't take that long. And coming to the studio at 5.30 in the morning... And getting a full appreciation for this is what Nachum Siegel does every day. Forget that he wakes up early, but that he wakes up early with a smile, that he, <laughs> that he shares people's mornings, that he brings their mornings in with a smile. I got a real, real deep appreciation for the, for the sacrifice that you had every single day to, to bring a voice to the people. And the fact that you were able to do that for all these years is, is amazing. Thank and you very much. We are very grateful for it. I appreciate that. Um, happy, healthy, sweet new year. Thank you. You too. And uh, we should continue to do great things with this incredible young project Amen. that we call Jam in the Amen. AM. Amen. Privileged to be, have been a part of it and, and to be connected to it. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you for being here today. Matis still there or not? Matis, you still there? I'm here. Oh, hi, Matis. I'm here. just want to make sure. You, do, you need to, do you need to go or can you stick around? Uh, I can stick around, but I wanted to make one comment, if I may, for a second. That's uh, why I turned to you. Following Robert, I am not a sports person, as you all know. But one of the uh, things that once happened at uh, uh, one of the marathons, I'm sure you remember, uh, I think it was, was it Iron Eagle who came on um, and joined the show? Sure. Came into the studio. I should have mentioned that also earlier this morning, right? Right, and uh, and he of course, <laughs> you played a uh, recording of I think it was Howie Rose's famous right. uh, um, announcement of the game, right? And uh, Howie Rose reprised it and changed it a little bit, and he goes, you know, Mato, Mato, whatever, and then he said something like, "Enough of Siegel, you couldn't see it because it's Shabbos." Right, Dove Kramer had and him do that. Dove, Dove Kramer did that, and then. It, it, but you know what? It actually says something about your whole philosophy, and you've always said this, of course, that Shabbos comes first. Yeah. And and people who put Shabbos first are heroes. And, you know, even though it was a funny, cute little thing, it, it was so meaningful as a, as a uh, you know, as an event on the show. Oh, 100%. I love that. Great reminiscence. I'm surprised it took that long to get to that one, just as long as, as, long as it took to get to the uh, triplets uh, <laughs> reference. Um, no, triplets. But I'm getting I'm getting smashed on the whole hero thing. I'm getting I'm getting so much criticism for calling people who you know that I, I'm getting destroyed. In fact, it's funny because uh, I've been going through some old letters, the ones that survived the fire, and I've been going through some of the old ones. And I got a letter from somebody in Fairlawn, New Jersey, 30 years ago on this issue of how wrong it is for me to highlight 
this, this notion that somebody who's keeping Shabbos or declaring to the world that Shabbos is more important than everything else, that it's such a big deal. And why is it any more important? And he goes on and lists a whole number of people. Why is it more important than what he does, what she does, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm getting, I, for 30 years, I'm getting smashed for this attitude, but I still believe it. I still believe anybody who tells pop culture that Shabbos is more important than what they do in this country is a Jewish hero. I, 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 think people, I think people don't realize or remember what happened generations ago. Of course. When especially people coming to America, they of don't know course. that. They don't, it, of we're, course. We're used to it. It's easy. Of course. You turn on the radio, you hear Malcolm Siegel. The you, voice you know. of reason, Matis Weingast. The voice of reason. <laughs> Thank God. Matis, thanks for having my back as usual. Uh, <laughs> Robert may want to speak to you about damage control for his book. Okay, so now, and trust me, he'll need it. Thank you, Dr. Zabek. Thank you, and happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Uh, Ari Wartelski's here. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Uh, we got Robert Lunzer here. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, good morning. I'm just stopping by to, my, uh, to say thank you and appreciate everything that you've done. And uh, first and foremost, thank you for taking care of my Ohel son, who davens with you whenever he can get to shul. Uh, I thank you, uh, Robert Katz is here, former uh, marketing uh, executive director. I appreciate all the uh, interviews that you do with David Mandel on behalf of OHEL, on behalf of Sinai, on behalf of Shari Tzedek that I've been involved in for 50 years, and just making sure that the uh, communities all around the world know what's going on, not just here in, in New York and New Jersey. And it's a real uh, tribute that I have a chance to spend time with you uh, today at uh, YU Games uh, <laughs> and whenever we bump into each other and just keep up uh, this good work and don't think about retiring. Thank you very much. Happy All the health. best. I Thank appreciate you that. So Happy, much. healthy, and sweet Thank new year. Thank you for year. being here. Thank you for stopping by this morning. Mayor Cruder is here with greetings. Obviously, in ZK, if you don't mind making some space, it's obvious that Mayor Crude is about to present a major uh, piece of artwork that re that is me broadcasting from my uh, broadcast studio. I'm assuming that's why he's here. Habitually, when he is in the presence of people in the public eye, he will go ahead and make a massive presentation. ZK, could you make some room? I assume that whatever he's bringing in, whatever piece of work, whatever artwork that he's worked on for the last many, many weeks in anticipation of this morning, I would assume it's a very, very large piece. I don't even know how many transported home. I may have to leave it here at Poppy's uh, on display in the future. Yes, Mark. Oh, Matis, go ahead. No, that was it. Oh. I'm just listening. No problem. Uh, so, Matis, are you ready? Mayor Cruder is about to make the big presentation. I'm assuming it's a piece yeah, of work, a piece of art. Uh, thank you. I assume it's a piece of... Thank you, Mary Mel Wallach. Um, I assume it's a piece of art that is just, you know, historic. I mean, it's 40 years after all. I don't know if you've seen this. It's 40 years, Matis. I mean, I, you have to assume you have to assume that a man who commemorates ma thank you who commemorates major events with great works of art as Cruder Photography is known for, one of his works actually hangs in my living room. I am assuming that today, on an occasion like the ZK, you have the cameras and the video ready. I'm assuming on a day like today, we are going to be treated to an incredible presentation. Mayor Cruder, I turn it over to you, sir. I wasn't going to make today's show about me, <laughs> but since you brought it up, are you familiar with this piece of artwork? I don't know. Do you that's need the one a, in my living room. That's, that's one in my dining room. That's hanging in my dining room. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think we need a, I always, a second copy of this in your house, I always, so I'll take this back home with me. I always thank you. I always said that the, uh, the by the way, I was in last week's Rishpacha, uh, but uh, probably not the Israel one. <laughs> probably not. Dang, it didn't make it to Israel, the article, did it? You know, it does it sometimes make it to Israel, your articles? I wonder. 
Do they have English in there or just Hebrew? Uh, the, the ads are in English. Really? Yeah. Anyway, um, Mayor Kruder, there are two places where people can see your brilliant artwork of the Chavetz Chaim. My dining room and the cover of Mishbacha magazine. Those well, are the only two places. I don't think, I don't think uh, my, my issue of Mishbacha is on newsstands anymore. You know? Oh, that's it? My 15 minutes of fame is come and gone. Fleeting, huh? Yes, very. Uh, your thoughts about the last 40 uh, years, the last 10,000 shows? Uh, what's, so, what's so ridiculous when I, when I think about the last 10,000 shows is that, is that the, my relationship with you, which has been going on for a very long time, uh, started when I was in high school, just uh, during carpools. So even though I have a, an intimate working relationship, relationship with you, it, um, it, my memory of the Nachum Siegel network goes back further than that. So the first time that you were approached to do a project with us yeah. must have been very meaningful for you. Like, this is something yeah. out of your childhood. Exactly. Yeah. Working with an idol. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, yeah. <laughs> Grandma. I know you're trying to make up for the whole, you know, didn't bring the artwork <laughs> thing, but I mean, come on. No, no, down. it's in the car. We're going to have to have a bunch of people come help me bring it in. No, anyway. I, I, I can actually trace back my working relationship with you. Um, I, I was doing something for OUNCSY, I believe. Right. And, um, and you were, you were uh, on the air from one of their events. Right. And, uh, and then the rest is history. And Mayor Fertig highly recommended you. Yeah, well, he yeah. also highly jacked up the air conditioning today. It's freezing in here. I told you. The man, yeah. the man knows air conditioning wow. more better than anybody. Sweatshirt. Thank you very much for being here. Happy, healthy, Pleasure. sweet New Year. Thank you. I'm into you, too. And I'll see you on the 80th anniversary, please, God. Yeah, or in Morocco or Moscow or wherever we go next. Oh, yeah, he invited me to Morocco. Yeah, and thank yeah. God all your friends there are safe, even though yeah, a lot of people unfortunately lost their lives. Yeah, well, some, uh, some of the houses are destroyed and they're, wow. you know, but, uh, but yeah, everyone's You invited me to Morocco. You also invited me where? What was the other location? We should go to Moscow. And Moscow you wanted to go to, right? Iran, we should, you know. Well, I don't know about Iran, but, you know. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I, 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 Clifton, Clifton, New Jersey. <laughs> thank you. That's, that's a little bit better. <laughs> but thank you, Mayor Kruder, and happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Let's keep planning <laughs> and dreaming. Yes, Mark. My 10 seconds of producing today, right? Ain't, I'll do that. Ain Simcha Ella Brabasariyan. So Mark Zamek claims that according to Jewish tradition, the only way to have an actual celebration is when you have both meat and wine. So our favorite, and this is no joke and no exaggeration, our favorite meat and wine people are sitting in front of me and are bringing this combination of a uh, of a happy anniversary wish together. Who am I referring to? First of all, I'm referring to Seth Levitt, A and H. ZK, there's only one thing better than a victory on Monday Night Football, and that's when that victory on Monday Night Football is accompanied by A&H Knockwurst and delicious hot dog buns. His hot dogs are... Say it! My fridge is swimming in it. Say it! You don't know. See, Seth doesn't know ZK. Do you know know what it's like to get a compliment (laughs) out of this guy? If he's saying that A&H is the best meat, you have no idea what you're hearing this morning. not have our barbecue without the A&H hot dogs. Can't thank you enough. I tell you, this, this, you don't. Re- I wish that Seth knew you well enough to realize that if you didn't like the hot dogs, you just wouldn't say anything because you don't just offer compliments like that. Stop. Woo. Amazing. The second person who's here in front of me represents the uh, area of kosher wine. And he needs a, he needs his introduction. Well, don't worry, he's getting he'll get his introduction all right. And I'm assuming that he's representing both the Booksbaum family and the Herzog family this morning. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that, his, that he in his burgundy jacket <laughs> has been assigned to return to Teaneck, New Jersey for the second time this week uh, to be part of this JMNAM broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. I don't know about the other planets. I've never been briefed 
on the kosher wine situation on the other planets. But the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, the one and only Jay Booksbaum. <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, boy. A frog in the throat? Not anymore. So you're sitting there eating. Oh, and by the way, we had some uh, we had some delicious hot dogs at your uh, oh, celebration yeah, Sunday night. It was great. You're now sitting and eating a delicious A uh, and H hot dog, and now you got to pair it up with a perfect bottle of wine. What is Jay Booksbaum <laughs> recommending? What bottle of wine do we use when we're pairing up with A and H? I always dogs? say this: the one you like most. But uh, oh, what a cop out! <laughs> what a cop out! If Booksbaum himself was sitting and grilling up an A and H hot dog, Alexander what? Valley Cabernet. There you go. Seth Levitt no longer is it a mystery to Seth. Now he knows exactly what to pair up with those delicious hot dogs of his. The Alexander Valley Cabernet that Jay's recommending. Seth, I'm sure this is a load off your mind. Exactly. <laughs> now that you know exactly. As long as he has a bottle, you know, outside. For you. <laughs> Say the least. Anyway. Tra- I'll trade you for some hot dogs. 100%. Both of you, both of you, and meaning you and your extended families when it comes to the business world, have been very key components of this broadcast for the last 40 years. Can't thank you enough for your support, your encouragement, your enthusiasm. Even after 40 years, all you keep telling us is keep on going. Just keep on going and keep it happening day after day after day. So I take this opportunity to say thank you. And, uh, and what are your thoughts on this I, I gotta tell you, I got to tell you, you know, for many, many years, Jay Booksbaum. You know, I meet him, people in the street. You're the famous Jay Booksbaum. You know, blah, blah. And then, and most of it, though, almost all of it was Metro New York. Right. Right. And then you switch to the world. Right. I'm sorry, the universe, right. if you will. And now, not only do I get that, but I can be in, literally in Timbuktu, and somebody will say, "Oh, I just listened to you." I, you know, the thing that you've done, which is to reach so many more people in so many more places, in so many more different venues, has just been has just been Thank phenomenal. God. Thank yeah. God. Seth, your thoughts on this 40th? I'd like to say, you know, Jay and I have it easy. We're both in the food industry. We feed the body. What you do is you feed the soul and the ah, mind. Beautiful. And for 40 years, you've been doing that. And, uh, you know, you have to be um, singled out for that. And, and uh, we have to express our appreciation for that. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you very much. Continued success to A&H. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Thank you again for everything. Continued success to Royal Wine Kedem, who is sponsoring tonight's uh, Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, which is also an Erev Yontif show, an Erev Brand New Year show in addition to the hundreds of other shows uh, they're sponsoring for us. And, uh, and a happy, healthy, sweet new year, Jay. Ganatem. Thank you very much. And our best to the extended Herzog family as well, of course, on this Thursday morning. Uh, it was tomorrow, 40 years ago, that I started what now is known as JM in the AM. Era of Rosh Hashanah, 1983. And today we are celebrating. Mayor Eichler, talk about somebody who's been not only a great friend, and a longtime supporter, but here's another person who cannot stop telling us enthusiastically to just keep on going and do what you do every single day. Mayor Eichler, it has been a while since we have spoken on the air. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's always a pleasure to be in home with you. Um, I want to wish you Mazel Tov on the 40th anniversary. Um, you know, I was thinking, I don't know if I missed the early part because I was davening and saying slichas, but, you know, after 40 years... Um, in the Midbar, the Bnei Yisrael finally came to the Promised Land. So after 40 years of your broadcast, before Rosh Hashanah, tomorrow, uh, we'll be zeichet to have Mashiach come. And, you know, 
that will have been the 40 years that we've but in the midbar i don't know how much they enjoyed it we enjoyed the last <laughs> it's been quite a journey that much i can tell you it's been quite a journey you, and certainly you remember the first time we were introduced by shia menlowitz? shia menlowitz uh um who should continue to get healthy he uh he introduced us back i'm assuming it was around 1993 that's my yes. guess 92 93 93 when yes. you spent your days at flatbush eichler's now you've moved on to other things and of course your family is still with but uh, we met in your office, and look, the bottom line is, and I could say this about some of the other people that appeared here this morning, uh, you know, when you walk in and you're starting a new project, you're at the very beginning of something, it's really easy to blow someone off. It's really easy to tell them, I don't have much faith in this dream that you're concocting here in front of me. Uh, the bottom line is that you believed in everything that we thought we had the potential to do, and you've seen it come to fruition, thank God. You, not only fruition, you've exceeded everybody's expectations. You, I, I got to tell you, in the Eichler household, literally, you, you, you know, Alexa turns you on at <laughs> 10 after 6 every morning. And uh, then when I come home from Shul at about uh, quarter to 8, uh, the other Alexa in the other room turns you on. And literally, you know, I don't think I miss ever, you know, at least, uh, you know, a good part of the, uh, that I'm participating. The other thing is when you went from, you know, the airwaves, from the radio airwaves to the Internet, I remember in Crown Heights, I live in Crown Heights, uh, you know, it used to be I used to need to hold my left earlobe, <laughs> put my foot up on the couch and face east if, you know, it was cloudy that day to hear you. And Baruch Hashem, today, last year, 12 months ago today, I was in Abu Dhabi for a wedding, and uh, I was listening to the Nachum Siegel show. Yeah, and, that, that's so. what people who complain about this transition have got to realize, that they have to wake themselves up to the fact that they can actually hear us clearly <laughs> in, <laughs> anywhere on the globe, which is pretty amazing. So uh, I just want to wish you continued gesund and hatzlocha and nachas. What you do for Klal Yisrael and for Am Yisrael is amazing. And like you said, I am constantly thinking of you and of the show and the Mietzish. I'm looking to expand the horizons together. Thank you so much, Mayor. Mayor Eichler, everybody, wishing you a happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Plenty more coming up here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. Ding has walked into the studio. I don't know why I get so nostalgic and why I get so sentimental when you're around. <laughs> For some reason, you always bring back such amazing memories. Uh, Lenny Holstock's here. He's bringing a – first of all, bring more than that. Take, take a whole bunch. Lenny is taking uh, a whole bunch, I hope, of JM and the AM, Nahum Single Network mugs, and our commemorative popcorn for our anniversary from our fun friends at Pop Insanity to Efrat uh, on his next journey. So please wish everyone there a happy, healthy, sweet in the year and take them some gifts. They deserve it. They're tuned in in Israel every single day. So, Ding, what is it about you that uh, Before you begin, so... I want to say one thing. Yeah. I can't really stay long. What? Two-hour parking. It's a... <laughs> That was it. Uh, what do you mean? But you, you park at fire hydrants. I understand, but when it says two hours. <laughs> That's too much of a restriction for you. Good so morning. why is it, Ding, that I get so sentimental when you walk into the studio? Uh, I think it's because every time I've been on the radio, and I don't know how many years it is, 30-something so, years, yeah. I've never prepared anything. I come in, I sit down, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, and I just, <laughs> I just follow you, and you just... Get me whether it's the Yankees or Hatsala <laughs> or whatever it is. And we just and and or the opportunity to come save my life that you that you uh, turned that, down that I didn't do. Yeah, 
I, I always joke because I got when I had that injury, it happened on the Upper West Side. I said, "Ding! Here was your chance, Anson. I saw a call and, and make, make me commit, make me indebted to you for life, and you didn't take advantage." But I actually decided that I, I won't, today I'm going to come prepared. Ooh. Oh, right. So l- listen to what I have to say. And I started this business, the music business, in 1978, and at that time there was only there was this one guy, Art Raymond. Right. Right. And I, I say this now on the year, although I couldn't say this many years ago, but we wanted our music played. And he, that was a way of getting a, a, sure. of people here and there. Sure. And so we used to have to pay him under the table. Oh, boy. We asked, we asked to give him money. So when you came in, into, the, you know, into this world, and, and uh, I, the first thing I thought, they said, there's a new radio program. I, said, I have to go down and I have to pay him. <laughs> But uh, I realized, like so quickly, that it doesn't happen that way. It, you know, and and then I realized how fear you are in playing everybody's music. Like it, it didn't make a difference. You can give a million dollars; it didn't make a difference. You played what you wanted to play, and you played fairly. And uh, to me, that's uh, that means a lot. And then, and then you told me that you're my friend, and I it was hard to understand to, to believe that, like because. Whatever, I, I don't know why. It was just like I figured somebody like you know in the public eye, like it it uh, it was just a way of 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 you know of speaking. But but then I found out after the years that not only are you my friend, but you're my good friend, and and uh, and th- that I cherish. It was the Colrina connection. You know, we always we all had that in our blood. Mark was my count, uh, my camp. So when I knew you back then, it was like hard to. He's, he was hitting up my father for a tip before he. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the camp in the camping world, I almost believe that. Frankly, <laughs> the way people don't forget. <laughs> yes. Two callers on the air, but I'm not sure who they are. I have two callers on the air. I'm not sure who they are. Callers, so. please identify yourself so we know who's standing by. Leon who's Goldenberg. Leon? How are you? You, Mazal Tov okay. on the 40th anniversary. What are your thoughts on this occasion? So, when was the first time that I met you? Was it from the? Uh, thank you, Josh. Was it from the uh, uh, Eugene Oregon uh, episode? That's right. That's we, right. We got on the air. Mm-hmm. We said that Eugene Oregon needed a Torah. Uh, this is something that uh, Rabbi Siegel from Staten Island had alerted us to, and Leon Goldberg went ahead, not only donated the Torah to Eugene, but went out there for the to say for Torah. I just arranged for oh, you arranged for it. I'm sorry, you arranged for them to get it, right? Right, and I called you in when I went out to Oregon. Right. We called you in from Oregon to tell you that we were there for the weekend. And it's actually one of the highlights of my life, arranging that Safer Tour. Wow. It was a Safer Tour that had been saved from the Holocaust and had been hidden for 50 years. Uh, a good friend of mine's father had gone back. If you have two, three minutes, I'll tell you the story had gone back to Poland, and in Poland he put up a matzeva for his parents who had perished in the Holocaust. And I saw pictures of it, it was like five-foot monument, it was a really magnificent monument. And his driver said to him when he's about to leave, he says, uh, would you like to buy a Torah? And he said, of course I would like to buy a Torah. And the guy brings him a few cloth, just a few pieces of, of a Torah, and he tells him, he says, it's not a whole Torah, but, you know, we bury it. I'll buy it from you. How much is it? He says, 100000 So he went in his pocket. This is in the 80s, still before the wall came down. 
and he takes out a hundred thousand lighters. And the driver says, Lighters? Valid. This is your Torah. And a hundred thousand dollars, I mean, he just wasn't going to do it. He went home, and that night, for the first time from the war, his father appeared to him in a dream and told him, I that Matsavia you put up is very nice. But you know that we're we didn't we're not in that town, whatever that hometown was, that we went up in the ashes of whatever crematorium they went up in. And he says, But I want to do something as this hus. He says, A monument? A monument? A Torah. The Torah. That's a hus. So he says, But I tried it, it's not a Torah. He says, Go back and you'll be much clear. He was actually was ready sick, Chimer, and he went back home. Three days later, he was back in Poland. And in town, he asked for a Torah. And lo and behold, a Torah showed up, an entire Torah. And eventually, he made maybe a dozen trips back, and he had to smuggle out this Sifrei Torah. He had to smuggle it out, because this was the patrimony of the Polish government. And he brought out a total of 18 Sifrei Torah wow. from Poland, of which 12 were repairable. The other six were just for Kura. And he gave them away to places that didn't have. And so I approached him about Eugene, Oregon. And one of them, I assume, is still in Eugene. It's still in Eugene today. What year yes, do you it think is. it was? Nachlas' uh, Avatar was what year, Leon? you have any idea? I, I barely remember my age, which I know. I, I, I just can't place. I'll ask the rabbi. I'll see him on Rosh Hashanah. I'm really curious how long ago I was, but it was quite a while it ago. Definitely, it definitely is 30 years. Yeah, at least. Thank you so much for everything, for your support, your encouragement, for all your good wishes. Thank you for everything, Leon. Thank you. And keep up the good work. I appreciate that, and happy anniversary. Um, uh, who else is on our call? Anybody else there? Mm -hmm. Matt Klimanoff. There. Who's this? Yossi Zawag. Hey, Yossi. Good morning to you. Good morning what, to you. What are your Tadaraba, what, what are your thoughts on this 40th anniversary? Let me ask you. Has anybody asked you if you thought when you were sitting there in YU all those years ago that 40 years later... You'd be sitting in poppies with all this equipment that you can just do a show on the fly, uh, go to Eretz Yisrael, do it on the airline, you know, on, on an El Al flight. Did, did you ever imagine this 40 years ago? I certainly didn't, to say the least. But <laughs> but it is what it is, and somehow it's all come together, courtesy of the one above, to say the least. Uh, I thank you. Yossi, of course, of course uh, does our live lunch Wednesday and Thursday and is a great staff member for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We should continue to have uh, a happy, healthy, sweet new year and do a lot of great work together. Amen to you too and your family, and you should continue to bring the Jewish people Jewish moments in the morning, lots of organizational information, and I'm hoping that, you know, Mashiach will be announced on the show any day now. Uh, yeah, amen to that. I wouldn't mind having that distinction, frankly. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, Shana Tava to you, Yassi. Allison Josephs is here, Jew in the City. He's been a member of our network for uh, over a decade and uh, is here to celebrate. Thank you for being here this morning. Thanks for having me. Your thoughts on this 40th anniversary of JM in the AM? So, you know, what I'm thinking about is that, like, the world is changing so quickly and the way that we get our media changes constantly. And even the way that we started making our content at Jew in the City, YouTube videos that were like four and a half minutes long, and now everybody's watching the TikToks, they're 30 seconds long, and that's all the attention that you have. And here, Kanai Nahara, 40 years later, 
um, you've gone through all these different changes and metamorphoses and adapted, and yet, like, the community continues to be here, to be as strong as ever, to be a source of inspiration, to wake up people's days. So it's really um, a schuss that you've managed to keep on keeping on as the world has changed so rapidly and maintained that inspiration. I appreciate that very much. And as much as, much as uh, the world is now used to content that comes across in 15 seconds, we're making a commitment to do three hours of live radio every single day, even now in 2023, even with the world getting used to finding out what they need to find out uh, within a few seconds, which is still remarkable to believe. Uh, so I thank you for that. And uh, we should continue to move ahead uh, as a community and as a, uh, a radio effort in a very strong fashion. And it's a crazy world out there, as you know. And the Jewish community in general has to be on guard uh, regarding so many different things that are always uh, challenging the Jewish world. And, uh, and I'm sure you and your position would encourage everybody to stay alert to all those things and act accordingly. For sure. And I thank you for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. Go ahead, Mark. Could you tell Matis to tell Kelly we're probably going to run over? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> What was that a joke? Of, what was that a joke in reference to? We always made that joke in reference to, yes, but we always made the joke in reference to Ted Koppel saying, "Tell our affiliates that we're going to be going over with Nightline." So we would always make that say the same line. Shlomo Zwickler's here. Talk about somebody who has uh, been on the air with us, God knows how many times, in the effort to build Jerusalem. And Jerusalem looks a lot different today than it did when we first met. Welcome to the show. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. And what are your uh, thoughts everybody. on the last 40 years of JM and the AM? Uh, you know, you and I became acquainted sometime in the early 2000s. And, um, you know, became acquainted meeting as, as uh, friends. I used to, came on the air a lot, etc. But my first acquaintance with JM and the AM was probably 40 years ago when I was a, a little boy growing up in Brooklyn. And we lived in Bensonhurst and went to school at Flappush, Yeshiva Flappush, as we've talked about many times on the air. And um, I was, we were at a carpool. And there was this guy named Nachum Siegel on, on, on the air. And I even remember the song that you played right before or right after I heard your voice for the first time. It was Habani B. <laughs> and, um, and I have times of change. And I didn't know what that song was. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know there was Jewish music on the radio at all. I was, I must, it must have been... I, early 80s or, or mid 80s something like that and that was my first acquaintance and then you know who, who knew that years later um you know we would become such great friends and through the vehicle of this you know as i, I think i said to you once at one of the marathons which i i uh, i cherish those 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 moments you know you're you're this, this institution the the jm and the am the nachum siegel network is like an outpost in the in the battle for the for the future of the jewish people in the land of israel specifically and wow. it was, it's really uh for me, it's, a, it's just a, a privilege to have been a little small part of that. Has it been a successful outpost? Uh, I, I believe so. I think that this was the, first, this was the very first, you know, b b before, there was, before there was the media revolution, there was only one address to get the word out, you know, about anything that was important and significant to the Jewish community. Um, and that was, that was Jamie and that was Nachum Siegel. Um, and I, I want to share with you an anecdote that I, I, re I referenced when we uh, chatted earlier. Um, my daughter was in Poland a couple, a couple of weeks ago through her school, Banat Chorev in Yerushalayim. And as a lead up to the, to the trip, they invited a few parents who were second or third generation of, from, from survivors. And I'm sitting there at this panel 
uh, you know, to discuss family history, et cetera, et cetera. And next to me is this, uh, a woman and other parents whose last name is Goldschmidt. And we're talking and she's talking and I'm talking and afterwards she recognized my, my American accent. And she said, so do you know, have you heard of Jame in the AM? And I said, have I heard of Jame in the AM? I, I, and it turns out that this is, this, this, she is, her, her husband is, I forgot his first name, it escapes me, from Kolachai. So and she was Tzipi, I assume. Tzipi, yes, that's, that's correct. That's Yitzchak's right. wife. Yeah, Yitzchak's correct. And so we have, a, we have kids in the same class. And then she tells me that Ulpanat Chorev, the building, I always, I always noticed it and I didn't, didn't make the connection, is named after someone named Hana Weingarten. Correct. And which is, which is I believe, the great aunt, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, of, of our friend Mayer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I, you know Mayer's name recently came up. It comes up all the time. Yeah. We, we reminisced about Mayer, reminisced about Jamie. Well, Sippy, I mean, Yitzchak, they always joked that Yitzchak was the best friend of Mayer on that side of the right. world, and I was the best friend right. on this side right. of the world. So it, w- it, was, it was quite a moment, quite, quite a reminiscing. And, um, and what was, was very po- poignant to me was that, um, you know, recently, uh, I remember you posted something about the whole um, uh, Yishai Rebo pe- appearing in the, in the garden okay. and um, how, you know, how the New York Times article discovering his, you know, being a, 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 a tzomet, a crossroads and Mayer, between Jewish and Israeli music. And I, I remember yep. when Mayer, you, yep. know, you, you said it. and he I predicted remember, and, it years and, before. And, and, and we talked about that also. Correct. Yeah, Mayer was a Navi. Correct. He was a Navi, you know, and, and he was the Navi of this show. He was a Navi of this institution. Um, you know, I just, you know, just so you asked me what do I think about, what do I, what do I remember yeah. on, on the 40th anniversary of Jam and the Aim? So it I go, appreciate it goes, remembering it goes him. to all of those, all Thank of those you. moments. Thank you. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Thank you. Does Shana this Tzavah. mean you're spending Rosh Hashanah in the United no, States? No, no, no. I am. Uh, my next stop is Newark Airport. <laughs> I love it. Good seeing you. Good to see you too. Mazal Tov uh, and Shana Tova. Shlomo Zwickler, of course. Uh, listener Sina is checking in. Listener Sina, good morning to you. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you doing? Thanks so much for joining us this morning. You're very welcome. I know you probably think I'm lurking around somewhere on Cedar Lane. Well, we're assuming you're going to walk in at any moment. No, I'm really not. I'm sitting at Gate 10 in Fort Lauderdale Airport. So, um, you know, I would be there if I could. Well, as as you've been in the past. It wouldn't be an anniversary show without you. So, we appreciate you checking in. Uh, we're going to try to make a commitment. We're going to try to make a commitment to keep getting your miles of wishes on the air. Can't guarantee anything for the new year, but uh, we're going to try our best. Well, listen, that's all a person can ask for. And as far as trying your best, you always do your best. And that's why you have such a wonderful live opening audience. And, you know, the eyes and nose, tires, gifters, and drivers, all terrified relationships with the and we wouldn't have it any other way. We should continue to have Blaha and Shana Tova in the future. Thank you very much. Shana Tova to you. Thank you very, very much for that. What do we have? All right. Is there another? Thank you. Who's the other caller with us? Sam Klibanoff. Hey, Rabbi! Rabbi Klibanoff checking in from Livingston, New Jersey, Congregation 8 Chaim. Rabbi Klibanoff, Mazal Tov, Shana Tova. What are your thoughts on this 40th anniversary? Mazal Tov to you. First of all, I've only been here for 35 of them, so I feel like a youngster. But uh, I, I love the business model. Let, like, let's start a new entity and then take off the next three days. I think that's, uh... <laughs> yeah. By the way, I bet you they were thinking that at that time. That's very funny you mentioned it, now that I think about it in retrospect. But all right, yantav, yantav, you know what I mean? 
I, you know, I, I just love it because, you know, if, it, if it's a hit, then you keep people waiting. And if not, <laughs> but we know how it turned out. Baruch Hashem, you have uh, more years than the uh, Cowboys had points against the Giants, but that's a whole other story. Or the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I just want to thank you for everything you do, not only for me, for my family, for my shul, for my community, but for Kali Yisrael and every Rosh Hashanah. When we dive in, we say, I think of you, because you bring so many different people together, and there are very few unifiers in this Jewish world, which is obviously our greatest challenge, and you are indeed a unifier. So may you have the strength to continue for many, many more years here and in Israel, God willing, in Israel, Amen. and we'll all be unified together there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rabbi Klubinoff, and best to your entire family. Shana Tova. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Uh, Paul Glasser is here now. Most people don't know this who are listening, but it's possible that aside from family, right, like my brother Yigal, you might be the person on today's show who knows me the longest. It's possible. So Nachum, Not that you or I would ever <laughs> admit to that. No, we're not going to admit to that. But Nachum, your father, Zeichat Sadiq Vlacha, hired me for the Hebrew Youth Academy of Essex County in September of 1973. And I was a music teacher, and guess who was in my class? I was in your class in 1973. So we go back 50 years now, as my wife and I celebrated our 50th anniversary, uh, and it's been quite, quite a long road. And I think that the most important thing that you should feel is that you have made a difference around the world, that the Jewish communities around the world have came together because of your show because of your personality and the love that you have for Yiddishkeit. And of course, everyone knows that the thing in Yiddishkeit that makes the real difference is music. You might study Gemara eight hours a day, and I think it's a great thing. But as soon as the music comes on, the Pintle Yid goes into place, and um, you have been the representative of that for 40 years. So on behalf of my own family, and of course, the Turo University family, Dr. Kadish and Rabbi Krupka, we wish you many, many more good years to come. And I'm glad that perhaps a little, a quarter of a percent, you were inspired by uh, some guy in 1973. A music class that I will forever <laughs> treasure. And so. I'm, I'm so glad that Turo University, which is such an important part of the support of this show, uh, had a representative here today. I thank you for that, and our best to everybody as you continue to grow like crazy. Yes, thank you so very much. Thank you. Shana Tava, happy, healthy, sweet New Year. That's Paul Glasser, everybody. Somebody, again, who knows me for quite a while and can appreciate the fact that one of his elementary school students is now at this point of his career. Uh, this might be the most exciting conversation, and don't tell that to his mother, but this might be the most exciting conversation of the morning. I'm totally surprised uh, that Benjamin Siegel, who is uh, uh, very busy, very busy taking care of my granddaughter, very busy at work, very busy before the new year. After all, he's with the Metropolitan Council on Jewish Poverty. You can only imagine how many people they are servicing before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. So he's a very busy man, and yet he's here in Teaneck, New Jersey, on this very special morning. Thank you for the big surprise. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's Are you so kidding nice me? I could do the rest of the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know how, you know how much we can talk about? Uh, so, do you have any special thoughts on this 40th anniversary of JM and the AM? I have a lot of special thoughts, uh, a lot that I thought of coming over here. But I think the first one is that I've now been alive for 77% of your career, <laughs> which obviously keeps increasing as the years go on. 
and uh, I think I could probably tell the stories of every year of your career now, and there's nothing better than a Shabbos afternoon sitting in your house and reminiscing about the stories and watching my father's face light up every time I remember one of them. Um, <laughs> Somebody the other day was asking me for a bunch of stuff about the history of the show, and I cite like you know 10 stories that happened with you. And they said, you got to put something in about the other kids. <laughs> like, did anything happen with them? I'm like, you know how it is. Yeah, you, had, you went from one to four. It was, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, there was a lot happening outside of, the, uh, outside of the, in the house. So, yeah, so I've been alive for 77% of the career. And uh, I think something that everyone talks about is all that you've done for the Jewish community. And, and it's unbelievable to watch and be part of and to always uh, be known as uh, your child, but also uh, developing your own identity, which is an amazing thing. But I think, uh, and I was just mentioning this to Randy, one of the most amazing things is that the friends that you have and the people that you have from your entire radio career, from WFMU, which is uh, always a, un a bunch of uh, unique characters, I would say. Anyone who has worked there knows that they're amazing people, but different uh, and unique. And uh, the connections and the people that you always make feel so good and so wonderful and have brought them into our house, into our community, into our world, and to always make them feel so amazing. And I think... Everyone else has spoken about many of your accomplishments, but I can think of all the people we've had around the table, at our Shabbos tables, at our Purim Sudas, at our uh, Pesach Seders, uh, that have come in through your line of work, that have been inspired to be part of our community and to respect the Jewish community and to respect Jewish values. And to that, I think, is one of your most amazing accomplishments and one of the things that your children try to, uh, try to take on and try to continue. So we thank you for that. Well, I, I'm overwhelmed by everything that you're saying, and uh, one of the most heartwarming things that a father can experience is when their children carry on so much of, uh, of what we've tried to impart on them. Uh, I always joke that at all the bar and bat mitzvahs, <laughs> we never, we, we never um, gave our children you know, a Musser Schmooze during a speech that day because basically they've been getting the Musser Schmooze their entire life. <laughs> and so I single out that day when every day they're being hit over the head with how to behave and how to uh, uh, approach life. But uh, thank God, thank God that they've, uh, you and everyone else has given us such tremendous nachas. It is hard to believe that 40 years ago I was a single guy who was still in college and now 40 years later I am a grandfather who is uh, celebrating 40 years of this show. Um, what can I say? The whole thing is, is surreal, frankly. Um, but we should, uh, we should continue. We should continue celebrating smachot, wonderful occasions together, and uh, giving each other nachas. And um, I'll never forget what uh, my good friend Doug Jablon once said to me. He said that, uh, that <laughs> toward the end of his father's life, his father called him in and said to him, I have nothing to leave for you. I have no cars. I have no house. I have no nothing that, uh, that I could leave for you. But what I can leave for you is our good name. And th that, of course, ends up being what's most valuable. So thank you for carrying on the tradition that your grandparents and great-grandparents would be quite proud of, you and your siblings. And now the next generation, please God, and we should all have a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Amen. Benjamin Siegel. A surprise. A surprise, DK. You've witnessed a lot of surprises over the years. A surprise appearance on this 40th anniversary. I remember him five years old coming with you to the NJR studios. Remember that? Evening. I remember the Lito Schmelzer appearance at, uh, in Bar Park. Right. <laughs> when DK was there, I think that was one of the first times you had met or something similar to this story. Long time ago. 
And yeah. I remember I remember Mrs. Strassman coming to WFMU when he was a year or two old to babysit him during the show so that uh, Unbelievable. So I could take care – or at least make believe I was taking care of him at the same time. Anyway, a lot of memories. Yet another one of those emotional encounters on this 40th anniversary. Miriam Alwalek is with us in our – who do we have here? We'll get, we'll get to everybody in a minute. Hang on, everybody. Hang on. Miriam Alwalek. I'll never forget that Friday. That Friday. Do you remember this Friday? I mean, we have multiple Fridays. <laughs> I'll never forget that Friday. It must have been 2012, 2012, 2013. There was a Friday where we were trying to make a decision, we meaning I. Right. It wasn't a we. Right. I was it trying was to make he. a decision whether it's a good idea to bring Mary Malwalek into the network. He's still deciding. And and we're going through this whole thing, and I'm being encouraged by people like Mayor Fertig and people like Egal Siegel. Fertig was the real shotgun here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And people like Egal Siegel, you got to do this. And I'm like, you know, this is going to be a very costly expansion, and it's going to be the whole thing. We're going through the whole thing. Hey, the good old boys are here. Poppy's Club. I see you carrying on the tradition. Salute Gavri Siegel. Tell Luis. Tell Luis a big salute to Gavri Siegel. Come on. Anyway. Um, and then that Friday, do you remember where the meeting was? It was in, it was, is it, I mean, what, in Kosher in Midtown, right, whatever it's, it's called. Walk, right, 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 right. And I think we sat there from like noon to five on Friday. It was in June. And I think, I think we sat there from like noon to five trying to see if this actually, you know, if there's some... If there's a good reason to actually, you know, expand the network in this manner. Anyway, the rest is history, as they say. And you brought, look, you brought to this, uh, to this effort. You know, I joked that when we did the shows in Paris, Venice, and other places, I joked. Marisha. <laughs> I joked. Well, that's still going on. <laughs> I, Just saying. I, I joked <laughs> that you had seen this vision before, way before we got here. That, that, that was my, it wasn't a joke. It was a serious comment. But that you had seen it and that you had, you know, envisioned it, so to speak, way before it took place. So that's only a drop in the bucket in terms of all the stuff that's been going on since you joined the Nahum Siegel Network. So all I'll say is thank you and thank you for being here today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here today. Um, I need to remind you, as I probably reminded you for the last 12, 13 years, I didn't create Nahum Siegel. <laughs> okay, that's... Right, but you expanded okay. the efforts in a way that's much appreciated okay. by the Jewish world. Okay, it was a tremendous team effort by right. people in this room, people who have called in, people who have been on video, etc. Ain't no one person taking credit for the expansion, the growth, and the success of your career. So I'm happy to have been a part of it. I'm happy to still be a part of it. Um, it's been it's it's one heck of a wild ride. That is for sure. By the way, you missed your you're almost that's a Mr. ID. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think we um, did one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do one? Yet? No. Um, does it really know we're going over? I'm just checking all the boxes. Um, but no, it's been great being here this morning. It was funny. I was thinking about how many times I've driven to Jersey, so to speak, to be on the air with you. Obviously, wrong parts of Jersey. But the first time I came to the studio right. was when you threw me out of the studio, which is also a good story. Of course. 2007, 2008. So. I don't know. I blocked it out of my mind. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that was so when Mayor, you know, when this whole development of becoming general manager and working with you full time, it, it people don't realize how funny it is because I literally made you so crazy in the first 45 minutes that we worked together at WFMU that um, 
that the fact that there was a history afterwards is shocking. Yeah, it's pretty funny when you think. Life is funny, isn't it? It certainly is, and and uh, yeah, we have a lot of good things to show for it. Thank God we have a granddaughter to show for it, which is also crazy. It's, it's so insane. insane. It's so insane, but it's amazing and wonderful. And she looks exactly like a seagull, and I'm not saying that because <laughs> I'm on the air with you right now. There's just to clear things yeah, up. I'm Ariella's bubby. Just to clear things up, it is uh, it is Miriam's daughter and my son that made us the grandparents of the Correct. same child. Correct. Which is insane when you think about it's it. It's nutty. By the way, just And she does look like a seagull. She's spitting image of and a seagull. And she does look like a seagull, right? A little bit. A little she, bit. And she looks like a lot of her aunts and uncles, right? I feel like I'm, it's a Groundhog Day <laughs> kind of moment where you're repeating yourself. By the way, <laughs> shout out to Matis because he was apologizing for years for things that you were saying on the air and I've been apologizing off the air for things you've been saying. Um, when he said that, I'm like, Matis, I totally feel your pain. I feel I feel it, buddy. I feel it. It's still Ma- going on. Matis was the damage control. For as much as I don't work with you, I'm still apologizing for things that you And said. that's true. I know. That's it's on- true. Again, only partially funny. Right. Um, it's not yeah. rare that I will text you, can you take care of this? Right. <laughs> can you please right. tell the person I didn't mean it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All good. Uh, but anyway, you should continue for many, many more years. We should continue to meet here in Poppies for Smachot. We should... All have a Shana Tova. And, um, well, what about Smachot in our families? We want a lot more grandchildren, right? We want more grandchildren. Yes. We want more grandchildren. We want more happy occasions together, I mean, right? Your family, my family, a I lot. I mean, no pressure on anybody to get who's together in law school. And, excuses right? to get together and celebrate, right? I mean, we want a lot of those. Yes. I mean, imagine we've celebrated the birth of Ariella Aviva. Imagine we're going to be at her wedding one day, please, God. I need to just one day at a time. Yeah, I get it, but I mean, that's pretty cool, no? It, uh, yes, and that's amazing and everything. And, and now, by the way, do you think she looks How did like, I just age 20 years? <laughs> do you think she looks like a seagull? I'm just curious. All right, are you cutting my mic now? I think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> Has ZK been shown a picture of Ariella today? Do you have a picture on you? you just imagine Yosef, but with like pink. <laughs> it's just, that's all it is. But you actually saw her recently. You saw her in the event recently. Correct. You saw her at the oh, parade. Oh, forget it. She's more Seagull-esque <laughs> now. The parade was so May. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah. where are we going? Naomi Nachman is with us, the Aussie chef, the Aussie gourmet. Somebody who really helped us expand our network because she's one of the people, along with Mark and many others, who have successful radio broadcasts that happen on a regular basis. Uh, hers, of course, Fridays. Table for two with Naomi Nachman. Naomi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you hear me? I have no idea if this is working. I hear you fine. And your okay. thoughts on this 40th anniversary of JM in the AM? It's amazing. 40 years. 40. I, I, I have a new season starting tomorrow, and I start my show off with talking about you. About 40. The, About the 40. insanely large number, as we it's keep saying. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Baruch Hashem. And, uh, and I thank you. I thank you for uh, all the work you do with us and making people so uh, happy and uh, hungry and hungry with your show. And uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, sweet new year. We should have another successful season together, please, God. Thank you so much. And Mazel Tov on this incredible accomplishment. Thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. Naomi Nachman, everybody. You'll hear her tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time in the Nachum Siegel Network. Speaking of new grandfathers, speaking of somebody who was barely, uh, who was barely married the first time I met him. That's probably not true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of somebody who 
has gone through so many incredible events with us over the years, both in terms of personal and professional. And now just returned from Israel after having celebrated the Brit of his new grandson. There's a Shlomo in there. What's Shlomo Yitzchak. Shlomo Yitzchak Rosizada is the most recent JM and the AM listener. Shlomo Yitzchak Rosizada will be educated by his parents that there's only one way to wake up during the morning. There's only one radio show worth listening to. There's only one radio show that inspires, that informs, that brings everybody the information and inspiration they want and need, and that is JM and the AM. I hope, I hope that Shlomo Yitzchak has already tuned into JM and the AM. 100%. has to be. How could it not be? What, he has it on his smartphone? <laughs> he doesn't have a smartphone. It's a really, big problem. Really, at two weeks old, he doesn't have a smartphone yet? Do you know how things the, work these the days? The problem was the parents don't have smartphones either. <laughs> well, mazal to mabruk. Thank you. Mabruk, mazal. How, how are Grandma Lori and Grandpa Joe doing? Amazing. Thank doing God. It's right. such a good feeling, Baruch Hashem. To be part of that group, I guess, of being it a grandfather. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure you did the same thing I did. I never thought I'd be that guy who had to share pictures and had to, you know, <laughs> and of true. course I became that guy. And you have to be. Now, you're a proud grandfather. Your thoughts, Joe Rosazada. I don't know what happened on the JM and the AM program in Tehran. I don't know what their content was that they provided on a daily basis. I don't know if they had their own Rabbi Goldwasser <laughs> doing words of Chizuk. I don't know if they had their own conversations about the beauty of the Jewish community and organizations out there. I don't know what happened with JMNAM and Tehran, but I can tell you that JMNAM here has been quite a force over the years. What are your thoughts on this 40th anniversary? Nachum, I want to tell you, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but when I escaped from Iran when I was 12 years old... And he's I, being serious, folks. This is not a joke. I came to America... It was 1988, I got in here, but 1989, I went to JEC. And, I mean, you know, like, I didn't know any of the cultures. I didn't know how, you know, like, just to tell you, like, I went into JEC with wearing a suit because I thought, oh, it's a yeshiva, I got to wear a suit. But, you know, somebody told me, like, you know what, from from listening to Nachum Sigel in the morning, you will understand life. And and, and I'm being serious, 100% serious, that, that, you know, like, the starting the following week or something, I started listening to you, and, and since, you know, like, there was little, and going to JC in the mornings, li- listening to you, it was something that, like, you know, like, became part of me, and that, that's who, m- it made me who I am, honestly, I'm being honest, because of that, because there's so much, you know, Rabbi Goldwasser, you know, li- listening to him, and every idea that, that we go through, and you, you, you know, like, you say Shlomo Yitzhak is listening, that really, that's how I came to America, uh, listening to you, and just, that's how I changed the culture, of myself and knowing the cultures and becoming, I know you're a Yankee fan, but became a Mets fan because at that year you were talking about Mets because the Mets were so good. And then <laughs> since then I got really whatever. Since then you got re-educated. <laughs> so, so just, just, you know, with all this stuff that, you know, and I said like, you know, like one day I can't wait to meet Nahum Siegel. Honestly, I remember this like, you know, and, and, you know, we saved a life together. Uh, uh, you know, Well, not together. You saved some. You and your brother beca- saved a life. But it was because of you, honestly, that, you know, like, I, you know, it was 100% because because of you, and you know, thank God, we went to Paris, you know, to different places, you know, that that you know, like we brought unity together in the in the Jewish world, and I think that's unbelievable what you do, and I, you know, honestly, I want to give you a bracha that until 120 years, you should have the koach to be able to bring Jews together, and that's one of the most important things um, that I could give you a bracha that Hashem, you should always be successful in what you do. 
it, it's going to take a while for people to process this whole thing, that someone comes from a country like Iran, and this is the way they, they are able to absorb Jewish life in the United States. It's, it's, it's incredible. The whole story is remarkable that I, that I was able to be a part of it in a way that I've, obviously I never knew. Uh, is just remarkable. So what can I and say? And just not only for me, for Rabin also, honestly, like my, my whole family, like dude, you were the connection for us for a while. You know, like I didn't know Israeli Day, I remember Israeli Day prayed. I didn't know about it. Honestly, I had no idea until I remember one day you mentioning it and then I said, you know what? I took my mom, my father to the Israeli parade because I heard it from you, just so you know. And then on top of that, it's no secret that, that the relationship we have with the city of Hebron was because day after day we never didn't allow people to stop thinking about it's our true. Jewish community in Hebron. Unbelievable! What you know, like again, I don't forget Hebron. The road we gave the Torah. Right. You know, like uh, you know, for your, it's uh, think about the things that we were literally driving on that road and a rocket. Remember, you said, "Oh, look at this rocket coming," and then we we literally at the worst times that that Pallisol was going through, we went there and we gave a Torah to the Jews there, and again, the unity that you have brought, the, all the zechutim that you brought, Hashem should bless you for many, many years. Joe, I can't thank you enough. No, thank you. I'm not even sure how to react to all that, just unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada, who's been a friend, a supporter, someone who encourages us every single day, him and his family, wishing you a happy, healthy, Amen. sweet new year. Shana Amen. We should continue to celebrate Smachot together. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Moshe Kindler, you have a rough job. <laughs> you're, follow you're following an amazing presentation by Dr. Joe Rosazada, frankly. Oh, wow. It, it is great to see you here this morning. Moshe Kindler is, of course, the editor-in-chief of the Jewish Link. Jewish Link's been a great friend of ours, not only since we've been in Teaneck, but for all the years since they were founded. Uh, you're celebrating an anniversary. It's what number issue? Actually, this uh, you're, you're talking to me with bleary eyes. Uh, we finished the Rosh Hashanah edition at 2 a.m. last night. Um, I almost didn't make it, by the way. So, Which was uh, what number? This is 499. Oh, so next week's the big so, 500. So, yeah, talking about big editions, next week is the, the 500th edition, the Shabbat right. Shabbat Shuvah edition, Priyam Kippur edition. Right. And uh, it's just, uh, just amazing to, first of all, just uh, it's hard for us to believe that we're at 500, but it's hard for me to believe that you're at 40. Um, and I, by the way, when I think about how long we know each other, you know, it's I don't know you as long as Rabbi, Gla as Rabbi Glasser does, <laughs> right. but I, it certainly goes back to the 80s, okay? And You know uh, me as long as Rabbi Klibanoff does. Probably. Because yeah, everybody was an MTA at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually just sitting here listening to Dr. Rosada, just to be, by the way, we actually only see each other apparently at your, at your <laughs> smachot. At our so at your apartment. It was actually just interesting to hear. He's right. He's right. You have many ways you have shaped how, uh, you know, a certain generation or at least our generation, uh, you know, have, have, you know, we know about all the organizations. You know, I grew up listening to you, still listen to you. It's just that it's amazing. He told you the Israel Day Parade. He knew about it from you. Just uh, that's, you know, that's your influence, Nachum. You know, that's, uh, that, that's a, it's a big, it's a big testament. Well, I appreciate you. it. He, you know, we talked about your favorite shows of the last 10,000 shows. And when Dr. Rosazada was talking about uh, uh, Stay Road and the Torah that was given that day in 2014, going to Israel at a time it was so difficult to convince people it was a good idea to travel there because obviously Israel was under fire in the middle of a war. Uh, but thank God, thank God we were smart enough to make the move and go and, and to remind people how important it is to never stay disconnected from Israel, always stay connected to Israel. And very often it took us to physically do that. You know, traveling there to Hebron the Monday after the Hebron massacre, uh, Joey Bodner's here. I can't wait to get him on the air. 
Although with him, <laughs> we could be here until eleven o'clock. <laughs> but but I you know I had Rabbi Przanski on yesterday, and I'm thinking that after we went to Chevron, you know Rabbi Przanski at that time with so many of his congregants had said, you know what, we got to go, and just and and not only did it spur other people to physically go to Israel, but it spurred so many people to think about Israel and to keep it foremost on our minds. Uh, I give you a blessing that with your medium, which has proven to be very effective in this area, very effective, not only this area, by the way, Jewish link, your, your Jewish link has proven to be very effective uh, really everywhere at this point. Uh, so I give you the bracha that you're able to uh, keep people connected to the important things in our tradition and heritage, including Israel. And uh, I thank you for your friendship and wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And we should continue on. No, another 40, Moshe Kindler. Another 40. Amen. And, and God willing, you'll be on our cover for 45 and 50. And, uh, thank you. And I, I just appreciate the bracha. And hopefully we'll be, we'll be uh, you know, working together and just doing things together. And it happens to be, it's, it's funny. I know you, you think that the Jewish Link is, is uh, doing a good job. But uh, it's, it's funny. As I'm sitting there at 1 a.m. last night, I'm thinking to my, at, at a computer because my job is mostly at a computer. Uh, it's it's uh, you know it's just amazing how I, sometimes I'm jealous of your medium you know sometimes print can <laughs> print and and text can be a little bit boring and I just uh, I just when I say I'm, I'm a little envious it's it's only it's an envy of uh, of, of Ava of it's love. a good envy so, yes thank correct. you Moshe Kindler everybody it was page 19 of this past Jewish link that had that beautiful ad for today's event where are we heading to Avram Fried. Avramel is with us live via telephone. Avramel, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what an amazing, what we, an amazing celebration. What I, an amazing celebration. First of all, on a personal level, over the past 40 years, and by the way, 40 right away reminds me <laughs> that Moshe Rabbeinu tells Deidon right before going into Eretz Yisrael, it's been 40 years, but now, now you have Leiv Ladas, Enayim, Liris, after 40 years, now you can realize all that's happened. And also a Talmud, a Talmud doesn't really understand his Rebbe's Torah till the age of 40. Wow. So now it's time for you to understand and reflect what an amazing shliach you've been for me personally in my, in my musical journey and for Klal Yisrael to go through the whole list would take a long time. <laughs> my bracha to you is whatever you've been doing, keep it up with renewed energy Renew Chayas, and the main bracha is you should announce to the world the coming of Mashiach. Amen. Avramel, thank you so much. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. We should continue to celebrate our personal and professional happy occasions together. Amen. Can you hear us? All your listeners, Avram Fried, everybody, here at JMM. And now the aforementioned Joey Bodner, who of course, is in that in the competition of who knows Nachum Siegel. The law. Paul Glasser put you to shame, but still, hey, Joe, we know each other about 45 years, you know, even even longer than that. Good morning, sir. Yeah, I was a little shocked when I heard that <laughs> yeah, one. It was a new piece of information. <laughs> you thought you were going to lead with that, right? I I knew everything about you. Scoop me there. All right, it's still pretty long. It's a long time is right. And you and I, you know, we talk about all the different people that have come through this uh, uh, beautiful poppy celebration today that have been acknowledged for bringing, you know, different projects to fruition and different things and dreams uh, to become reality. And the truth is that you're one of those people that has envisioned with me a whole bunch of stuff for this audience or for this community. We've had the privilege to see it through, thank God. 
So listening this morning from home and then coming here and then being here and listening and, and I'm glad I kind of waited or was waited till the end and it's so many, so many amazing memories and thoughts. But I, and I kept thinking, like, and I, now this was the top one, this is the top one. And there's so many wonderful things that there's competition. <laughs> it's just amazing. But I think really one that hits home, you kind of almost alluded to before, was after that trip that you went, Representing and I went with a couple guys, and then that became a tradition, unfortunately, during those difficult times, to keep going back and going on trips and missions. And you look at me in shock. Yeah, you don't, you don't remember this. I didn't realize that. You made me the correspondent. Right. And I used to call you on the missions in the bus, trying to cut on a corner where you could hear and go on the air and give live reports. And it was just. That was just amazing. Another like, way to connect everybody. I was everybody. like the Israel correspondent, and you were like up-to-date news, whatever it could be. Unfortunately, it was difficult times then, but the fact that you were there to get that information to people, and I was able to be the shaliach to help bring that. So I think out of all the different things, and like we could be here at 11 o'clock right. next week, Correct. Not, not 11 o'clock today, but that really stands out to me as one of the things where I can make that impression point. You, first of all, you picked up and said you're going. You went, which inspired us to go. So, like, your trip caused other trips. And, you know, that's just what was amazing about the things that you do. You you talked, but it's not just you talk. People listen. People didn't just listen. They reacted. And I think that's really what resonates to me the most. About not just the fact that you had a show and you spoke to people, they listened. But the reactions. You know what? You know what made me most proud <coughs> when an, when when an original idea proved to be a very effective method of reaching the audience. What am I talking about? When um, when there were you remember this? You remember this better than anybody. When there were chizuk missions going to to Gaza, yeah. two thousand four, two thousand five. People were going to these communities, Gush Katif. I'm talking about Gush Katif communities. They were going just to, you know, show support and to demonstrate that Jews around the world care about this area and these communities, and they don't want them dismantled and, and given away to the enemy. So people would call me and say, you know, how can I go on a mission? It's, you know, it's expensive. I said, you know what? And I said this to God knows how many rabbis. Send one person from your shul, one person, to be part of this mission, and then come back and report to everybody what's going on. That will make the 40, 50, 60, 70 people who come to your Onik Shabbos Friday night when you come back and the 100, 200 people that are going to come Shabbos morning to hear you speak about it, it'll make them feel more connected. And kachava, that's what happened. There were shuls where people would get up and say, okay, we're sending somebody you know, who, who's going to participate. And they would raise the money like that, you know, $50, $100, I'll give $200. And they'd raise the money like that, pay for someone for a space on one of these missions. And they, in fact, would come back show pictures, give this, you know, have discussions. And, and it, it reminded me of the old days. My parents always spoke about that. When someone went to Israel in the 1950s and 1960s, they'd come back and people were like, Clamory, tell me something, tell me something. You know, and my father mentions that in the speech, you know, the Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's eulogy. He mentions that he was in Russia, right, uh, behind the, not behind the Iron Curtain, in the 1990s, early 1990s. And, and, he, and he said he didn't want to keep the... Uh, 
he didn't want to keep the family up. You know, they were talking Friday night. He didn't want to keep the family up. And the rabbi says, what are you talking about? How often do my children get to see a, a Yiddish-speaking rabbi come and tell stories of what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, etc.? What's the next words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Zinked, man. <laughs> so anyway, the point is that there are ways there are ways to connect. And there are ways for rabbis and community leaders and, uh, and men's club directors and sisterhood presidents to all influence their people to be connected to Israel and to important Jewish t- topics and episodes, etc. But here we have this unique ability to do it on such a large scale. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. That we're able to f- make people feel connected to important things on such a regular basis. Yeah, but I think you also, in those early years, you were talking and people were going and you were communicating with people and stuff like that. But then you said, no, that's not enough. And you started going and right. you go and you do your shows there and make that impact. And that's what's really special, beautiful. And whenever those years come ahead, when Stacy's done and you make it, that'll be really the completion of the dream. Yeah. You know, we talk about it a lot, and, you know, I had hoped also, whatever, Mitch Hashem, hopefully we'll be there together. Trust me, I know exactly when retirement day is. Uh, you know, once I know it, I will uh, I will send you a, what they call those things, an invite. I will send you an invite, uh, Ruthie and Joey Bodner, to hop along, and I'll speak to her by fast as well. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Please, God. We should all live and be well and have tremendous nachas from our families for many, many years to come. Uh, we, we could be here for hours. No, I know, but it, 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 this kinship, this this having you at my side as a partner in so many unique ways. You know, you were never you were never in charge of the show to be on the air and stuff like that. You you we always found you, stole your shirt. I see that <laughs> we have unique ways that we that we always work together in order to accomplish things in the community on many different levels, both local and internationally. So I will cherish that forever, and I thank you. Well, same as here and our family and your wife and kids and grandkids and Mitchum together, we should share all these good tidings for many, many more years to come. Amen. And Hashem should give you the strength to continue and to go Michael Chayel. Amen. And Mitchum, uh, 10 years, we'll celebrate the 50th together. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> and, uh, start sh- we have to start scouting a location. <laughs> I'd like it to be in a lot. I'd like it to be in a- I like the warm weather. <laughs> I'd like it to be in a lot. No argument. Relaxing a little bit. You know, we kick our feet up. <laughs> appreciate life even more than we appreciate it now. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we'll see. Uh, you know what they say? There's an expression. Mensch tracht. And Gott lacht. And Gott lacht. And it's so true. So I think it's always like now the final pledge or something. No. <laughs> Matis! Matis! The main event calculator. According, there it is. <laughs> Look at the screen. There's the main event calculator. According to the main event caterer's calculator, how many years has it been Matis? Drum roll, please, EK. How many years has it been Matis according to the calculator? <laughs> you can't even say 40, Matis? 40 years is going strong. There you go. 40 years of going strong is right. Took you a long time to make that calculation. Uh, yes, that was a tough one. He was punching those numbers up in the main event caterer's calculator at a speed I've never seen before. It, it was much furiously. easier back in the day oh, when he was yeah. making up the number. <laughs> <laughs> Matis, could you dispel this myth, please? Tell everybody that Mark was. Could yeah. you could you please do damage control? Right. Well, Matis? Please apologize it, it, for Mark. It, it, it became much easier when Izzy Goldberg came around and could just you know give you whatever you needed to round it all up. Right. Uh, what about the 50 years what did you say 
Okay, 50 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Round up to the next one. Um, if we got, we have a lot of thank yous. First of all, thank you to Ley Cats. Indeed. Thank you to Yaakov at Poppy's Bagels on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. And as Mark Zomick always says, when you come to Pop, hey, Poppy's Group. Forget about Mark. What, what's the item? What's that? What should people order when they come to Poppy's? Cheese pretzels up there. What else? The hobo. I'm going to have to consult with my poppy's expert, uh, Gabriel Siegel, who right now is in Jerusalem. He's president of the poppy's club? Next time we're at poppy's, we'll do an interview with the young man. Once he demonstrates his leader. It's September, okay? Let's see if this thing lasts the Hanukkah, you know what I'm saying? It's the beginning of the school year. Uh, so we thank everybody at Poppy's. Thank you, Yaakov and his staff. Dougie. Dougie. Where's Dougie? Been hiding in the booth there. He's been hiding the whole show. I couldn't possibly have done all these wonderful celebrations without him. Doug Sokloff. Um, and thank you for setting up all of our beautiful giveaways the way you have as well. Also want to thank uh, ZK, our chief engineer, our entire staff. And everybody who was uh, so creative in decorating poppies this morning in a celebratory atmosphere. I don't remember the official name of the balloon company, but thank them again for their hard work. They, they were here bright and early this morning. They, they, be, were, they beat they you? Were, they were here about 4.30 in the morning setting up those balloons. Wow. So it celebrate with balloons? Was it Inflatable a, Creations? What was the... Oh, yeah, Dougie, what is it? Inflatable Creations. Is that what it is? Inflated Creations. Quite an arrangement outside the door here. And here we are, the last couple of minutes of uh, year number 40, because tomorrow it'll be the official start of year 41 um, on Era of Russia's Sun in 1983. This is what it sounded like, gentlemen. Matt, are you listening? Oh, yeah. This is what it sounded like. This is our destiny. So what's happening here is Dave Kufeld's playing an Avram Fried song. The time is now. Let me skip. I think it's about another minute. You should have played that one. And those who bring. And this is a recording of Rabbi Yudin's last piece from whatever date it was. Erev Rosh No, but I'm thinking the English date. But yeah, it was Erev Rosh correct? So Rabbi Yudin is speaking about the upcoming three-day day. Then we go back to the Avram Fried song. We'll get along all right. So this is Dave Kufeld saying goodbye and wishing everybody a happy new year. And then I believe right after that you'll hear me talking about, what was the name of the show then? The Hebrew and Jewish oh, Program. Oh, you both remember? Oh, please. Yeah, of course. I remember when we, not. It, I remember the James, the AM switch, and we're sitting in the YU library in front of the computer designing the first bumper sticker. But then I remember, I, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the air any number of times, I remember when you decide you wanted it to be more than just Jewish music in the morning. So you called me up. I was in my office in, uh, in Manhattan. Um, on the and, air. On the air. And I go, okay, can you go on the air with me? I want to figure this out. And, and he goes, but before I put you on the air, we just the one, the one I don't even want to discuss, the one M is not on the table was? 
Uh, Michigas. Michigas. Oh, just right. uh, wanted yeah. Michigas in the morning, and then we took. I took. A, I literally took. <laughs> Little a, did you know how successful the morning zoo concept right. would become. <laughs> and then I, we, I took a dictionary off the shelf back when we had to use dictionaries. Went through every the M. And then we were taking callers, and of course, every caller calls and wants the Michigas, of course. Right. Um, and then. Uh, you know, literally in alphabetical order through the M's. Of course, O was towards the M. And but I think when we both, when we hit moments, we continued, but we knew Correct. we had found the M's. We knew that was it, but we finished the bit, so I to remem- speak. I remember that. Yeah, and we changed it from Jewish music to Jewish moments. I but found the that f- controversial, by the way. To the change? Yeah. I remember feeling like, no, it's music. I remember thinking that. This is the guy who thinks that yeah. Fridays are better with talk and, than and with Arnold music. And Arnold Singer was no. the one who wanted you to I'm keep saying. this Modani. I know. I don't all. think Fridays are better with talk. I love Malcolm and all that stuff. But for me, the, my favorite shows both to listen to and to host are Fridays. Because I love the music so much. Oh, meaning the music went during the musical well, portions. We right? make yeah. an Arab Shabbos right. show for that. <laughs> That's right. What a great idea. What did you just say about uh, Arnold Singer? That we were. This was a story we talked about before we were on the air this morning. We were, the Shabbos we spent in YU... Before we were married at Stern, right. the the YUR Shabbos or whatever it was, we were both there. I remember that. And um, and uh, we were ha- we were literally you and I having a conversation. I had argued at the time, the two Modaanis. I had felt that the Mayor Sherman Modaani right. was a better start for the show. Right. You had entertained for a number of good radio reasons why Regesh was right. the right song to go, especially back in the day. Inside baseball, with the legal, I- with the uh, legal ID, the legal you ID. had the music bed the to sign do the, on. the sign on, um, which I could still do, I'm sure. Good pickup. And um, <laughs> and uh, and Arnold Singer was her- it's sitting at the table. He heard the conversation. He goes, "Oh no, I love that song." And the- and you said you pointed him. Goes, "That's it." And that was it. We never discussed it again. I cannot believe that that's how we ended up making that decision. That's, that's so unbelievable. Funny. Because yeah, you don't but- want to get stuck, and it's funny because I- we always, you know, again, we talk about radio all the time. To get stuck with a theme song, right. and if you don't change right away, look, then you'll I never change. So, it. Right, I'm at 305 shows with the same ending song, right. and I promised myself I wasn't going to get stuck with a theme song. But then you sort of get stuck with a theme song. I guess mm-hmm. "stuck" is the wrong word. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's time to say good Shabbos is the right ending, and it, "Modani" is the right beginning. You used to right. have more theme songs. Well, I still play Masach Hashem. I still play Masach. In fact, it's funny. I saw Mayor Sherman the other day. He said, "You still playing Masach Hashem?" I said, "Yes." Monday morning, I still play Masach Hashem. The only the right, right. Yeah, Yeah, Chodesh works its way into the show at some point during Rosh Chodesh. But the only other real theme song that I had and I got rid of, ironically, was an Avramo song. I used to start every Friday morning after Modani with the same Ein Olam Haba, and. A relative of mine said, those are the only five minutes I'm in the car all week right, on my way to the train. Why do I have to hear the same song every single week? And right. I stopped doing it. My mother-in-law, Don't forget the by Goldwasser, was the co-host of the show because he drove to work from right. 7.29 to 7.34. Right. Right. And don't forget the Regesh show, the Regesh song after Rabbi Yudin. Oh, Dvekas. Yeah, Dvekas forgot rather, about that one. Regesh, yeah. I don't know why I did that. Why would I have had a song that I played after Rabbi Yudin every week? I don't know why I did that. Who's yeah, there? But that was for years. Who's on our phone? Elon Corlum. Hey, Elon. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. I know Thank it's... you for sending the uh, broadcast for me. You know, I'm a late... Uh, <laughs> late riser. <laughs> well, it's yeah, good. you should do Chim in the evening for me, by the way. <laughs> Pe- people have proposed that. I think my own family may prefer it. Uh, a, ve- a very, very... Uh, 
Uh, very happy to have you on. Elon Kornblum, of Thank course, you. the restaurant guy, kosher food guy, etc. What are your thoughts on the 40th anniversary of JM and the AM? First of all, Mazel Tov. Thank you. Huge accomplishment. That is, you know, that is a career, and hopefully you'll be doing this for another 40 years. Amen. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I grew up. I'm, I'm 45, so I grew up listening in the morning, going to the, you know, to school with my dad, my mom driving the radio, you know, having it on. So you grew, I grew up with you. Um, and we've had some great times yeah. over the years together. We've been on Pesach programs sure. at some great events. So it's been, um, it's been amazing. And, um, I love, you know, we have a great friendship. I thank you for, uh, you know, all the times and good times we've had and, going to restaurants and calling me about restaurants. So <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh. Know, I appreciate you uh, always looking out and asking for advice. <laughs> I appreciate that when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to restaurants, no better person to get advice from than you. I take this opportunity to wish you and your family a happy, healthy, sweet new year. We should continue to celebrate at each other's happy occasions. Amen. Thank you. All the best. Yeah. Happy and healthy for the new year to you and your family. Can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much. Elon Kornblum, everybody, here at JNM. So then, Matis, you still listening? So then on September, October, have you looked it up yet? Arab Rosh Hashanah? Was it October 6, 1983? What was it? Oh, no, Rosh Hashanah can't be October. That would be crazy. Um, I, I could look it up, but I have a 10 o'clock meeting I have to go to. Oh, really? Where is it? Where is it? Um, I could be wherever I have to be. Mm, that but, was, that's you know, mysterious. I, I, I was no meaning that. Remember I, when Mark used to be open and honest with us about yeah, this? Yeah, I, I could be at home, but I could do it on my phone. Uh, the, the Rosh Hashanah, by the way, Rosh Hashanah in 1983 was Wednesday, September 7th. Oh, September! I kept thinking an even number. I mean, a, a, a small digit. It was September 7th. September 7th, Rosh Hashanah. Well, anyway, so we continue. But by, by the way, so from a producing perspective, yeah, I, I'm not sure which is harder: getting everything done by nine o'clock. Or knowing when enough is enough. <laughs> well, I just need a couple of more minutes here. Because Matis and I, we can't possibly end this show without listening to the very first broadcast. Oh, Dave Kufel. I'll be speaking to you again on Monday morning. Take care and uh, have a good, a sweet, well, you've heard it all before. See you, see you on Monday. That's Dave Kufel. Now he leaves me with this song playing. Shabbos. When this song ends, from Mayor Sherman, playing fantastic Hebrew music for the Siegel. Oh, I'd here like we go. Thank David There's. Kufel for that wonderful introduction. Terrible audio. And uh, I would just like to say that uh, everyone here at the Hebrew and Jewish program have given me such a nice, warm welcome on my first day. I feel right at home, <laughs> and uh, like I'll be got. playing fantastic Hebrew music for the months to come. Hopefully, hopefully, right here at ninety-one point one FM in stereo WFMU. Why did he say he was going to be back? Because he was. The arrangement was that I would do I would do a certain number of shows a week, and he would do a certain number of shows, and that lasted for a few weeks. So that was the first song ever played. What you just heard, speaking of Mayor Sherman, <coughs> speaking of Mayor Sherman, that was the first song ever played by me on WFMU, Ilu Finu. Wow. Ilu Finu from Mayor Sherman, and. Uh, my name is Nachum Siegel. I'm here to remind you that candle lighting time for this evening's <laughs> holiday of Rosh Hashanah will be at 6.59 p.m. So official. The blessing of Shachianu should be recited oh. at all three oh. candle lights. There you go! I made a terrible, oh. terrible oh. mistake. 
the first minute that I'm on the air. The first minute that I'm on the air, I make a mistake. Shachiano obviously well, is only good, the two nights of Rosh Hashanah. That's a trivia question. When do you say Shachiano three days in a row? <laughs> when? When you have a new fruit on the third day. Please. <laughs> uh, During the holiday. Again, candle wow. lighting tonight is at 6.59 p.m. Also, please keep in mind that a holiday which goes directly into Shabbos requires an air of tafshilin for one to cook on the holiday for Shabbos. <laughs> if you have any questions or Send problems like concerning the air of tafshilin yeah. service, please consult your local rabbi. Up next is some Avram Freed, 91.1 FM, WFMU. My wow. first day. Unbelievable. I never heard like that before. Yesterday. You never heard of it? I never heard that before. What's the story with the recording? I've been asking you for 40 years. What's the story with the recording? Yeah. They didn't clean the heads on the tape deck, obviously. I got to be careful because I can't say listen oh, her. somebody recorded it for you. Right. Yeah. I set it up in my house. Yeah. I said, all you have to do mm-hmm. is press power, because then the radio will go on. Right. And then press record on this cassette deck. Right. Um, the cassette deck was pressed. <laughs> the person aside to record my first moments on the air never hit power on the radio. Oops. And I remember walking into the house, and they were so proud, like, oh, I made sure. It was perfect. I got it. And, of course, I said, so why is it no recording? That's hysterical. Thank God, Larry Waxman, who's responsible for my radio career, as we mentioned earlier, thank God he had made a re- – he had recorded it. Remember, the day before, he was the reason that I was hired. He was mm-hmm. the intermediary. He, uh, he, made a re- he, he recorded it. In order to send to our good friend Mark Lansman, who's now Rabbi Mark Lansman and YCQ, and Mark was in Israel that year for his year in Israel, so he wanted to record it to send it to him. And thank God, that cassette was saved, and that cassette, of course, eventually was incinerated. But thank God, Matis had insisted years before to save it digitally. So only because of you, Mr. Matigal Weinyest, do we have the recording of my first show ever at WFMU. Wow. Uh, I feel honored. What are you going to do tomorrow when you uh, are doing the beginning of the 41st year as an ending before Rosh Hashanah? You got all the times and dates and Shechianas lined up? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Make sure to make a Shechianah. But this time I won't be in trouble because you have to make the Shechianah <laughs> even though it is Shabbos. <laughs> it's only two days. Uh, and it's only two days. Exactly. Are you going to play Yilufinu? I should play it tomorrow. It's been a while yeah, start since Shabbos is Rosh Hashanah. Has it? Yeah, a few years. Do you switch, by the way, when you for those two paragraphs in Chazar Sashas that are Shabbos paragraphs, you switch Nusach back? No, I would never be able to. Right, it's a hard hook. It's a very hard, and I'll tell you a worse one. The on. worst one is tomorrow night. The worst oh, one Vishamru? is to, if you do Vishamru like it's Shabbos, then you'll never get back no, to Rosh Hashanah. No, the, the hook of the Marav, da 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 da, it's easy enough to go get back to that. Because that's what Kaddish is. Do you do you dab Marav No, I don't. Okay, yeah. that, that's why you think it's easy. No, I thought that's, that's where we were hook. going here. No, no, <laughs> exactly. no. I think that hook is easy enough. It's like the, on, even the Yom Noroim hook. If I ever get lost in my head, I just go na 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 na. But you have a limited amount of time to do that. Right. You can't stand there while people are waiting the, for you. This is the Can. epitome of those who can't do teach. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't say anything about Vishamru the first night of Yuntav until you've done it. And I once had it on Yom Kippur where I lost it. Really? Yom Kippur Friday night. I, I felt hard, terrible. Man. It's my favorite davening of the year. Oh, I love Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur night. night. Yom Kippur night is the oh, absolute best davening. I admire with all the pieta at the end. Nobody's going anywhere. Who agrees with you? 
Dudu Fisher agrees with you. Sure. Yom Kippur night's the best. And oh, I, I absolutely love Yom Kippur night. I, I, and it's funny, I'm not a Slichas guy in general. Slichas Yom Kippur night, I love. Love yeah. it. I love the Slichas for Neela also. I'm a, I'm a, as I get older, I'm a much bigger Neela fan than I used to be. Yeah, I mean, Slichas for Neela is, is, is a more on the dramatic side, I not know. more on sure. the... But yeah, I hear that. I love I have Neela. a spreadsheet, you know. Meaning? Talk about all, all, all the time. I have a spreadsheet with every... With Neela laid out that I have to plug in whatever time Habdullah is... And it tells me what time I have to be on every single page. Boy, do I need that. After so many years? Yeah, right it's, it's, and sometimes it drives my brother crazy that I don't have it down pat. I thought he was saying something. By the way, Nachum, right now I, I have the feeling that we are in a post-marathon discussion. <laughs> Meaning what? We're, we're eating the secret breakfast Meaning I squirreled like away. It's like after the show, we're schmoozing about different things. That, uh, you know, it's a, that warm, comfortable feeling. Uh, I guess you got to end the show at some point. But, mm-hmm. hey, there's always tomorrow. Mark, I can't thank you enough. It's my pleasure. You did most of the work. <laughs> thank you very I much. Mean, except for the past three hours. But. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, uh, Mayor Furtick. Thank you. ZK, what is there to say, ZK? What is there to he say? He makes it so much easier. No, that's thank a, you so really much, Mark. No, that's an understatement. Been unbelievable, Nachum. I, I mean, I, I, I'm at work with you probably... 25 years or so, but uh, 40 years. Well. Probably in elementary school still. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ZK. Well, ZK's first appearance at a show was literally. What was what was your role at the show? Without being without intending to do so, your role at the show was I would look at you in the crowd and you would tell me if we're on the air. That was his role because he was literally just a guy who hung out the there. So he writes. So he would tell us, you know, if we actually connected properly. Hollander was doing shows with me and other people. I was listening to the air signal. Right, exactly. So you would, you I was would, the ear check. So you, you would you know, go like this from the back. You would go like this if You're we're right. on. And then it evolved into this crazy thing that ended up being chief engineer and then building studios and, and obviously supervising the entire operation now from, from a, you know emergency slash daily standpoint. The whole thing is crazy when you think about it, that yeah. God put us together somehow. But Unreal. I have no words for it. How, <laughs> so how old is your oldest now? Oh, you don't want to know. Eighteen? <laughs> I'm gonna be seventeen. Seventeen. Really? Your wedding was in oh one, right? Oh, oh, oh five. Oh five, right after Benjamin's Bermans or right round the time of Labor Day weekend. Right, yeah. Labor Day weekend of oh five. Wow. All right. Oh, I know we is. gotta end at some point. Unbelievable. <laughs> but oh, it is uh, the whole thing is just incredible. Israel and our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Ah, what can I say? Um, an amazing and incredible day of reminiscing and uh, a day of memories for us here at JMNAM celebrating 40 years. Thank you, Dougie. Thank you so much. Wouldn't be able to do this without you. Thank you to Yaakov and everybody at Poppies. Thank you very, very much for hosting us this morning. Thank you to L.E.Y. Katz, to Thomas, to our entire staff, and, of course, everybody who appeared on the show. And thank you, everybody around the world, for your good wishes. I will now go back to all the app comments and all the texts and all the WhatsApps and see what people have to say during this show, and I greatly appreciate everything. Matis! Get Matis back on. Matis! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. To you, Thank Karen, you the entire family. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year, my friend. 
Amen. Amen. Till tomorrow, Nachum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.